All right, what's up, everybody? Ostin here. So, I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out, there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So, we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also, it's pretty challenging, and you get, like, the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So, through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a 2-in-1 thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now back to the pod. What's up, everybody? This is Ostin, back at you with another episode of The Life of Detours. We're actually on the business of detours today with my buddy Harrison Jones over here, a.k.a. Mr. Space Base himself, dude. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, say what's up to the people, bro. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Hopefully everybody's doing pretty well. Yeah, they probably are, I would think. I mean... You had a pretty rough day, but I hope everybody else didn't have quite the same ordeal there. For, hey, I wouldn't hope so. I hope so, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened to you today? That's what I want to hear about. Man, it went from just doing like a simple oil change and tire rotation to finding out you have like six, about $6,000 worth of damage to your car. And what? it was kind of crazy. So <clears throat> I dropped it off and then about one thirty, and this was at... 7:30 this morning mm-hmm. and so i dropped it off and then they had it for just a little bit and my tech guy he called uh text me and he was like hey so before i proceed with like anything because i did ask him to do a, a like a four-point inspection or whatnot mm-hmm. just because it's at 130,000 miles yeah. for my challenger so i was like all right let's let's just get it kind of checked out and they uh yeah i guess when they put it on the lift so my, I guess my shocks, they like decompressed and it just shot all the oil out of all of them. What? So like, I guess they were kind of broken already from there. And so then they were inspecting and they saw that my drive shaft was just like flopping around, just rotating. Just blah, blah, blah. And he was like, so that's, that's damaged right yeah. there. And so, uh, that was rough. And the, just on top of that, I needed, I had a misfire with spark plugs. So I had to get, I needed new spark plugs. They had like a gasket was like stuck open apparently as well, and keep in mind I, ju- I just got back from driving from Dallas, so I'm yeah. like there's no I'm like there's no way like this, yeah, you took the jelly to Dallas, these, yeah, <laughs> and I just got back and I just drove it for 30 minutes to the dealership, so I was like I don't believe this, yeah, and they're like yeah it's pouring oil everywhere, and I'm like hmm, 
you guys totally screwed my car up. Like, it, mm. something's fucked up right now. Yeah, uh, it seems no, very they're like, They're like, no, I promise. Like, we'll leave it on the lift. You can come back here and you can inspect it and we'll show you exactly what I mean. And so, sure enough, like, I somehow drove it all the way to Dallas and back probably with that, my drive shaft messed up and uh, my shocks kind of on their last leg. So Jesus, dude. So what are you going to do? Like, are you, you're getting it fixed or? Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to do it in like parts. So like the, the shocks and whatnot, that stuff isn't like, I don't have to get that fixed right away. It's more than just the drive shaft because I could deal with having like a rough ride per se. Cause it's just going to, it's basically for when you know you're driving. Um, now, drive shaft. Uh, thankfully, I got some family help on that one because at the time I was like, "Yeah, I, that's eighteen hundred dollars. I can't fix." Oh Jesus! So, yeah. But we're getting it taken care of. That's what's up. Okay, yeah. Damn, dude. So you said almost six grand worth of shit right now, dude. Yeah, about roughly. I'm getting a couple more estimates, so yeah, <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, hopefully it'll go down as well. Dude, but the the fucking Chali is so sexy, bro. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. You got the white one, right? <laughs> yeah. White, white it, with red. In, the red stripe? It's got red interior. Yeah. yeah, red stripes on the outside and red interior. Oh, uh, man. I just had, like, a flashback, bro. You know, I sold mine. I know. Yeah. It's, I thought about it just because, like, getting up there in miles and to the way gas is slash was is just yeah. outrageous, but... Mm-hmm. That's Are you rocking a uh, V6 or V8 in that one? It's a V8. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely then, bro. Yeah, because I had the V6, yeah. and I could get, like, I get 25 on, like, the highway sometimes, but those V8s just eat it up, dude. Yeah, I mean, the way that it's tuned, I can get, like, 22 if I'm really just cruising. <clears throat> um, or at least I used to. Hopefully after, like, all this engine stuff that we're going to, like, maintenance over time, it'll get better. Mm. Doing some like colon flushes and whatnot, so we'll see. That's what's up. Okay, so we're still rolling with the Chelly. We're gonna get her fixed, get her back to a hundred. We're gonna go. I'm, with I'm it. gonna run her into the ground at this point. Hell yeah, bro! Ooh, yeah. Damn, dude, I, I just miss mine so much, bro. That just uh, damn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so <laughs> wait. So go ahead. What are you gonna say? <laughs> I, it's just I've kind of grown attached to this car, like. Prior to that, I had I've had other vehicles, but nothing like you know like kind of have that attachment. You get to I've had the, to this one, I should say. What did you have before? Uh, I've had a 2012 GMC Sierra, so like a truck, mm. but that one was lifted, and I'd done a couple of things to it. Surprisingly, but that was a whole different me back then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then, sounds uh, like a country, bro. Is that was that was uh, going on? Yeah, might have been. Oh, got the uh, mud living on a farm on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just another, like, my first truck whenever I was 16, so yeah. nothing crazy. Well, I mean, you're still, like, a country boy at heart, aren't you? I mean, if I had a farm and I could go out there and go, yeah, I would definitely spend yeah. my time in the woods. That's what's up, bro. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I do want to ask you, so I'd like to hear the story because you came down to Dallas, and I basically completely missed you. The whole time you were here, yes. except for it, like the day you went to leave, it was a, a kind of a hectic day. So yeah. Friday when we I left, I I went to work nine to five. As soon as I got off, me and my coworker, who her family is from Dallas and she's from Dallas, uh, we hopped in my car and just drove straight there. And as soon as I got into town, which was probably ten thirty, ten forty five, I dropped her off. 
and immediately went to a concert. Well, yeah. I didn't do I didn't eat nothing. I just drove straight to Dallas and <laughs> went to, uh, to see uh, two artists, Notlo and Rex No Play yeah. and Deep Ellum. That was and a really Deep Ellum cool. art company, right? Yeah, that, I've never been there before, but that place is so cool. Like the Pretty artwork cool. that they had on on sale and that from different people was really cool. And it was crazy because it was all astronaut themed. I was like, this. Hey. They just want me to spend money over here. I swear, here. they got space base in the house, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and throw this shit up <laughs> real quick. Let's get them to come it, back and DJ for us." It was cool. If it wasn't six, seven hundred dollars, like I totally respect the price and everything. It's just I didn't have that kind of money on me to buy something. I was like, "Oh, oh my God. right, dude. I remember that, dude. Whenever we went, we went and watched uh, Lapalux." And, uh, dude, there's some sick art in there, bro. But, like, I was looking at some of the prices. But some of them are, like, really big, intricate pieces. Yeah. So you totally get it. But um, I, ain't, I ain't got money like that, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure somebody, they probably sold all of them. They probably had a really good night. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially with the kind of money that there is. I mean, around in Dallas, especially. Mm-hmm. So you went to see, you said Not Low? Mm-hmm. And what Not was low. it? Rekno? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're both up-and-coming, I would say, bass producers within the EDM community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rekno bigger than uh, Not Low, but she's still, all, I mean, they're both, you know, up-and-coming and pioneering yeah. in their own sound. So. Well, Katie was talking about um, Not Low being, like, she's she's apparently really, really cool, though. Like, her, her sound is pretty wild, and, like, she's just cool oh, in yeah. general, apparently, so... Yeah, she's super down to earth, and I mean, she was the reason I went to the concert. At first, I was really unsure if I was going to make it because you, know, I, you know, they don't normally post set times or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know if this concert's going to end at midnight or if it's going to end at one or two. And I'm like, I really want to see Notlo. I mean, I want to see Regno too, but like, she has music with some of my one of my friends, and so I definitely want to go and see her and support that. Very cool. Um, and so I messaged her. I was like, hey. I don't want to be that person, but what time do you come on? Because <laughs> uh, I know some artists hate that. And she yeah, because really cool sometimes you and, just don't know, you know. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately you want the, those people to still support the opening acts, people coming on before you as well. So, mm-hmm. And that's that was her biggest thing. And uh, she let me know, and it was super cool, and we were having conversations and stuff. But yeah. she seems like a really awesome person. That's what's up. So you didn't know her before? You said she works with somebody that you know? Yeah, she's uh, she's got a couple of collabs with one of my friends that I've got music coming out with. Oh, really? Wait, so, can you name them yeah. or give them a little shout? Uh, it's not yet. Okay, that's we, cool. Yeah. Just because I don't know how he feels on it yet, so I don't want to say <laughs> give anything away without you know talking to him about it too. Just because it is a bigger artist, so. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But so you went to the concert. So you left. From Fayetteville. Oh, yeah. At what time? Uh, 5.30. Mm-hmm. And then got there about 10.30, 10.45. And then I ended up getting to the concert like 11.15. And so from there, I mean, we were at the concert all the whole night until 2. And then just kind of called it quits, went back, grabbed. I swear, that, and this is the funny part. <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend, when we woke up the next day, she was like... We had a conversation about what we ate, uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we got smash burger." And she was like, "What are you talking about? Smash burger was never in the conversation." I was like, "Yeah, it was. That's where we ate." She's like, "No, we went to Jack in the Box." I'm like, 
like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, goes over to the trash can, pulls the bag out, and like, sure enough, like, here it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, Wait, were you, so, did you have some drinks or what? I mean, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so drunk jack-in-the-box tastes like Smash Burger. <laughs> oh, I guess. I have no idea. I don't even know if I've ever eaten Smash Burger at this point now. So. Actually, I don't think I have either, dude. I think there's a fat burger around here, if I'm not mistaken. There, I, think I thought a, there was a, I thought there was a Smash Burger. See, and I could be, I, I don't know where that came from in my head, yeah. but like I swear I saw it on the Apple Maps or whatever. You probably looked up Smash Burger and was like, "Yeah, let's go to Smash Burger." And like, yeah, but Jack in the Box is like right there, bro. <laughs> oh, it was terrible because when we got to our Airbnb, which is also in probably like one of the worst places in town from what i've been told yeah like it was just south of deep element like the, the area we were in it just had like a really bad crime rate mm-hmm. so uh even our uber driver was like wait you there's an airbnb on this street and we're like yeah and he's like that's that's really kind of scary oh, no. like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah we paid oh, to whatever. stay here bro like <laughs> yeah like, so i was like whatever uh i mean we it was fine for us the whole time but Sure enough, when we got out to go, uh, or got out, uh, went outside to get in the air, uh, God, Uber to go <laughs> get food, we did hear gunshots right then. It was like, what? Yeah. At least, so there was that. But other than that, it wasn't too much of an eventful night after leaving the concert. Yeah. And okay. Then, well, right on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you but went I mean, to the concert. Yeah, that's pretty dope, dude. It was a good time. I mean, it was a, it was just like a pre-party for us mm-hmm. to go into Odessa the next night. Yeah, dude. That was like the real main reason everybody was up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was you, Shelby, Dylan, Katie. Did anybody else come with you? Uh, about 60 other people. <laughs> what? For real? Anybody I know? Yeah. Uh, I don't, maybe. Kenny. I mean, did like Trippy or anybody come? No. Really? But he went to, actually, so he went to a concert in Oklahoma City to see, uh, uh, it's not an electronic artist, why can't I think of who was there? <laughs> uh, it'll come to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'll try to circle back to. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was a bunch of people from my hometown, Conway, mm-hmm. and then Memphis. I, I don't, we had just like, it was almost like a big family reunion of a, a bunch of people that go to festivals together. Very like, good. we don't all see each other for that often, so... There happened to be all of us there for that show. People were flying in from Michigan. What? And so, yeah, That's really crazy, cool. dude. Yeah. So we all tried to get together for, if not like a, a festival, like a couple of shows or something. So yeah. we have this and then Wakan. Nice, dude. Yeah, Wakan's going to be freaking wild, bro. I can't wait. <sighs> I can't believe I'm it's, not going, bro. Like, uh, it just sucks, <laughs> That's where actually kind of my whole music career kind of started. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, so how did how? Well, 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 actually, we'll we'll circle back to that. Let's get through the let's get yeah. let's get through the trip. So you wake up in the morning. Turns out you had a Jack in the Box instead of Smashburger, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, incredible hangover, but as well, really, I yeah, I drink more than I I should have for yeah. the the night before. He uh, said I had a couple, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You ain't got to light a kick, right bro. Way. We're all with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we kind of laid, like, laid around for a little bit, and then about 1 or 12, we went and got lunch. Pretty cool place. It was down in Deep Ellum, too. It was uh, 
Punchbowl, I think it was. Oh, the name Punchbowl of it. Social. Yeah. Yeah, and so that place was really neat. I mean, there was it's huge, and there wasn't that many people in there, and so yeah. we stayed in there, and then just went down to like an arcade and chilled at chilled for a little bit until while well, Katie was with your little, I believe your fia- uh, fiance and your little baby. At oh Six yeah, Flags. dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so they drove so we, down here. Uh, Kristen took him over to Six Flags and dropped him off, and then picked him up. I think, yeah. Yeah, so they were they were doing that while we were doing our own thing, kind of split the house up for a little bit. That's what's up. And, it uh, sounds like y'all did exactly what we did the night before, because uh, Dylan and Katie came down. Uh, I met them at Punchbow Social. That's the place with the bowling alley in it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so I met them there. Yeah, so I met him there, and then we went down to uh, Harlow for a second, and then we went to Select Start, and y'all went to Select Start too, right? That's the arcade you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, so basically yeah. the same thing, just different time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, we had a good time just kind of relaxing and started to get a drinking on again for Definitely, <laughs> the a little hair of the dog, you know, get you feeling a little better there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then got went back to the house and got ready for a dozen. Had, uh, Dylan drove us over there, and we—it <laughs> was so funny. We parked, and we pull up, and we're right next to Dasecki's Amphitheater, and there's people in orange vests, and they're like, "Yeah, come this way. This is the way to the parking lot." Wait, okay. We get up there, and they're like, "Yeah, that'll be twenty dollars for parking." And why is it? Like, do you have to pay for all the parking around here? The guy was like, "Yeah, every parking lot is going to cost money." We're like, okay. And yeah. I've never been here, and I think they don't I don't think they've either been there either and so like we go and we park and like we're following this fence line like metal fence and we're, I'm thinking like it's gonna like go around this corner and then we'll be able to go around the fence because I can see on the other side of the fence is the amphitheater and that's where all the cars are going yeah. well as soon as we turn the corner you just see that it like comes into a, another fence right here and it goes right back down to the main road I'm like what the hell is going on well, I guess these people were, like, running a scheme on this parking lot or, like, gotten permission to, like, fill up this gated parking lot mm-hmm. at this building. And so they were just, like, collecting cash. And then the next thing you know, we still have to walk all the way around this fence and, like, walk to the, to the actual amphitheater to where if we just would have gone, like, taken a left and gone to the actual entrance, we would have gotten free parking and been right in front of the door. Damn, dude. And that's so, a, that's pop- a racket, bro. I know Dylan the whole time was like, I'm going to go back and get our money. and do that. But at the time, we didn't know if that was like the actual parking lot we could park in, if it was free or anything. So we were just like, let's just kind of like leave it be. This does seem tough, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Yeah. And then that like, sure enough, that moment we get up to the gate, like we, he just happened to ask like, was there free parking? They're like, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Great. Just like, oh, so, so you guys paid for parking? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that was, and the funny thing is, it's like there was actual like people that were helping uh, traffic on the other side of the fence that were actually working the event in orange vest too. But they never said anything to those people, so it was like they just had a mutual agreement. It's like, yeah, you guys can rip people off, and we're just gonna. Help. I, I don't know. It was just weird. Whoa, dude! Or they were just blending right in, bro. Nobody even noticed that they were there. Yeah, who knows? I mean, there's probably so much shit going on, bro. It's hard to keep track of all that shit, man. <laughs> I can Very see good. Dylan getting so heated over that $20, though, too, bro. He was probably so mad. <laughs> oh, he was. He definitely was. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go tell him. We're like, dude, that guy's not giving you your money back. Absolutely like, not. Even if you find him. like, yeah, I doubt you even he, find him. 
because Dylan's like, we'll just go park somewhere else. We'll go park in the parking lot and we'll get the money back. Like, that dude is not going to just happily give you your money. Like, oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Here's yeah, your money. Yeah, no, definitely not, bro. He's already got it. He's basically, he's probably forgot your face, too. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the second guy, the second guy, when we came around the corner, tried to actually make us pay again. We're like, no, we just paid the first guy. He's like, what was his name? We're like, I don't remember it now, but Dylan did. He was like, this guy, this is who we paid. Like, hmm. Okay. I guess you're good. I mean, I <laughs> guess I'll let you in. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh my right. God, dude. There's probably some people that got, got twice like that, bro. Yeah. yeah. Some little timid, I, some little timid person behind the wheel. Just like, Oh, we have to, oh, okay. Yeah. Here's, here's another here 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, bro. So that Con- is all just getting to the concert. <laughs> yeah. The so, concert was great itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once we got in, Katie and Dylan got some merch. I had to, I, I held off on getting anything that time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Shelby. And then we went and got some drinks. Drink prices were not cheap. But oh, insanity, they, bro. I remember whenever yeah. I saw Odessa, I got, I think a beer was like $18 or something like that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They, ridiculous. I want to say it was like 12 to 14. I don't really remember. So. Yeah. It was still up there. Mm-hmm. It was still cool, though. They had, <laughs> instead of having, like, bottled water, they did all liquid death. You, have you, you've seen the yeah, case of dude. liquid death? Yeah, I, I love liquid that. death, actually, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, man, if they're really going to be selling liquid death, who knows, it's going to be, like, $10 of water. But yeah. it was only 5 so it wasn't bad. That's not bad. I and mean, they're, they're like, 3 bucks at the gas station, aren't they? Yeah, so I was like, dang, they're actually, you know, like, not charging too terribly much for these, so... Hell yeah, they probably got the hookup from Liquid Death for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty... I love... I actually... I've So whenever I moved down here, everybody down here drinks, like, sparkling water, like, Topo Chico's huge down here, and then uh, I've been hearing about Liquid Death on, like, every other podcast and shit, dude, and, like, they got some good flavors on Liquid Death, actually. I have not tried any of them except for the black can. Just the regular, I would assume. Yeah, I don't remember. I had like a mango one or something, and it was pretty good. I didn't even know there was flavors until you just said so. Oh, for real? Dude, definitely. If you find one, try it out, bro. They're pretty good. It's like subtle. I mean, it's still fucking sparkling water, you know. Oh, so they're sparkling. Because the ones that I've had aren't sparkling. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just normal normal mountain water. Really? I haven't (laughs) tried those. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I knew they had sparkling. Yeah, I, I love it though. It, that's something about drinking water out of a can. I know it's kind of weird. Yeah. The story on the side of the box is funny. So at two, I was yeah. like, they've got really good marketing here. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, bro. They sold you. You know, it worked. Yeah, oh yeah. Actually, have we Spencer took the artwork and cut it out and put it in a frame because they. If you've seen their boxes, mm-hmm. their artwork is pretty cool too. Oh yeah, I mean, just their logo and shit is dope, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, back to the concert. We. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how many people from our, our group of um, friends that were actually at the concert up until the moment when we got to the stage and found everybody. And I saw, because like a lot of people went to the party the night before, but not near the amount of people that was at Odessa. So like I came around the corner and saw like 40 people and like 20 of them I hadn't seen in, I don't know, probably a year and a half to two years almost. Yeah. It felt like, and it was like, wow, dang, this is crazy how many people are here. And then all the, like, small world, like, coincidences of people that were brought with friends that, like, I ended up had been around in high school. Like, 
we weren't friends or like knew each other, but we had been at like the same party or like knew the mm -hmm. same people. And, and they're like, like different people, you know, like that you connect with better now, you know? Exactly. Dope, dude. Hell yeah. So you, you reconnect with this big ass group over there. So who all was playing that night? So there was San Hola. Well, the main artist, Odeza, it was Odeza's tour. Mm -hmm. And then he had Sylvan Esso, which is a duo. Uh, but one person she sings, and I think they both sing, actually. I'm not too familiar with how they do it live and whatnot. Uh, and then San Holo. Nice. Oh, there was another artist, but I cannot remember who it was <laughs> that opened. But yeah. uh, it was really cool. I mean, the opening acts were all awesome, and it's different, more, I don't know, like, not the typical, like, dubstep music. It's more melodic, down-tempo stuff that, I really easy to listen to and I really enjoyed that yeah um, and then Odessa came on and it, it was honestly just like kind of stunned me how good their production was yeah. like how it's just it's not just like a perform it's a performance with live music all together like everything was choreographed out the way that their drumline came out to the way that they walked around on their stage mm -hmm. to how the music was mixed and everything. I mean, wow. it just all went together with the fireworks, the lasers, the lights, the visuals. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just all put together perfectly. And I was just like in awe the whole time, just standing there like, this is, you know, this is goals right this here. This is how you do it right here, bro. Yeah, yeah. this is this is the big show. <laughs> like I could imagine, like, you know, if you, uh, yeah, it's just like something like the level of like you see rappers might do for like, huge stadium or like country artists and mm. different things like that's the kind of production that i would expect out of like the top of the best of the best you know from yeah, well i mean it is like pretty music. huge aren't they oh absolutely i have twenty thousand plus i think their their limit is twenty thousand people for that venue so i mean if they're selling out venues like that you they're obviously you know that's course, insanity that's huge. dude yeah yeah whoa yeah so, so i saw them uh, a couple of years ago but Dude, I uh, I took a little too much acid that day, and uh, it was really fucking hot. And I remember, um, I think who was it that opened for him? I, I keep wanting to say Enzo, but that doesn't sound right. But I remember there was a certain point where they did a fucking. So it's all like you know electronic music, like the, and then they do a guitar pops in. It starts just ripping licks, and then a fucking saxophone pops up over on the other side, and then they battled like a fucking like a, a saxophone guitar battle, and I like, I was just like melting into this fucking hill, and I was like, I don't even know what to do with myself, bro. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds just about right because like they would have tons of different live instruments popping up out of nowhere, and I was yeah. just like, it's just so cool to see them how they can intertwine like live music with like yeah. stuff that's made on a computer and like different kind of music too you know like they'll slow and like they'll speed it up and they'll move it around to incorporate these different things dude what so that was odessa yeah okay because the whole thing is kind of like a it's all kind of melted together in my brain because <laughs> that's a okay yeah <laughs> there was a certain point where like dude so they sold it out that time too like they were at max capacity and it was so tight and packed in there, and I'm, like, tripping balls, and, like, I, I literally, like, I'm, like, standing, and I just, like, sit down in the middle of all these people and fucking, like, just kind of, like, look at all the, you know, like, at the, like, waists and asses around me, and I was like, okay, bet, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that, 
that that's me half the time. I <laughs> and I could be stone cold sober, but I have my back only goes for so long before I'm like, yep, I got to sit down. Oh, I'm yeah. like the old person of of the friend group. I'm like, <laughs> I stay up, but I was, at the same time I'm I'm sitting here complaining like, dude, my body hurts. Uh, yeah. I, I got to get it looked at. But I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, <no. laughs> it, it, it's probably from playing paintball professionally and growing up. So Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. That shit's like, that's way harder on your body than you would think, bro. Yeah. I yeah. thought it didn't really affect me. And I guess then 25 hit and it's like, uh, okay, now you can reap the rewards of throwing your body at yeah. the ground it's like this is what you get times. motherfucker you, you threw us through the mud for years bro this is what's happening now <laughs> exactly okay so the show went well though and then did yeah. you guys go after party anything well we were gonna go down to our friends bovik's his uh his house bovik was there? Mm-hmm. fuck yeah dude oh yeah bovik do you know sunny sunny it's his cousin oh no uh, Okay. Uh, I I've limited time with Bobic. I think it was actually at the last Odessa show if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah. Probably. Uh Was that the one that Shelby went to as well? Yeah. Yeah. And that so that was probably Camp Nowhere, wasn't it? Definitely was, dude. Yeah, yeah. bro. That was so, so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's that whole group that was there was the people that I was with again. Nice. So, so dude. the same homies. That yeah. It was just like probably even more. I don't know how and many like people. Like KP was she there? Casey wasn't there, surprisingly. Really? Interesting. Yeah, she missed this one. Aw, I bet uh, she was sad. Poor oh thing, yeah. we love you. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were going to go downtown, I've, and I've never been to his place or anything like that, so I don't really know where it is in comparison to the Osekis. But uh, as we were driving home and kind of all, we were all going to go back to the Airbnb, kind of regroup. Because I had a feeling anyways, Katie and Dylan weren't going to go because, you know, they both like to go to bed early. Yeah, definitely. And whatnot. Dylan's and an old man. He is such an old man. <laughs> That's why it was perfect. He's like, I'll drive. I'm not going to drink. And yeah. people like, but, hey, say less. Dylan's the dad <laughs> um, of the group always, bro. <laughs> I love it. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> and Shelby looks up an Uber to their place from where we were at and it was $97. Ah, bro, Ubers are fucking <laughs> tough nowadays, bro, especially from a yeah. venue like that, dude. Over with, bro. Yeah. 100 bucks and though? It, yeah, and I'm not going to drive and drink, so that was just like no, I'm not doing that. So y'all paid it? Y'all did it? No. No, <laughs> we we got back to the Airbnb and we're like, well, we can smoke and just chill and drink and next nice. thing you know, and the and the concert ended I think at 11 or yeah, I think 11. Mm. I was asleep by 12.30. Whoa, dude. Did you argue uh, yeah, all, no. bro? <laughs> so, yeah, for real. Shelby was almost convinced me to get there, to get this Uber, but by the time we got back and we had eaten food again and everything, I was just like, I'm tired. And we got to yeah. wake up and we got to drive home tomorrow. I was like, no, Damn. I'm good. Because the last time I, w- I drove home from Dallas after... Uh, concert I, we didn't sleep the night before and so i had to drive home and the next thing you know like we were gonna leave at 11 it's 6 30 and i'm still in downtown dallas Fuck, and then i have to dude. drive home yeah and both the people that are riding with me are passed out of my car so i'm over here still haven't slept and having to drive them home because uh, well yeah it was not great thankfully as soon as we hit oklahoma somebody woke up and i was like you're driving you're now, driving yeah, i was sleeping motherfucker 
<laughs> I was about to I was about to pull over at the, one of the casinos actually and just park in their parking lot and sleep because I was like, this isn't I'm too tired. Yeah, but, this isn't gonna work, bro. Yeah, so I learned this time not to do that. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay, so uh, on that note, we do have to go ahead and take the break. We're just slightly over thirty minutes, but uh, uh, we might I might have to go pee. Might grab another beer, but uh, we'll be right back, guys. So yeah, cool. Cool. All right, what's up, everybody? Austin here. So I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also it's pretty challenging, and you get like the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So, through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a 2-in-1 thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now back to the pod. All right, and we're back. Sorry, we had to take a little break. I uh, had to get, like, a vape charger and stuff. I had to grab another beer. I'll go ahead and crack that real quick. Hold on. Yep, nice and crispy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. That makes me want a beer right now, but I, I can't know. after last night. Oh, for real? You had a wild night last night? Yeah, the top golf got the best of me. It does every time, bro. That place is crazy, dude. Yeah, I didn't know half half price nights for Tuesdays there, like half price to play or something. I guess, I don't know if it's oh, like wow. all of them or whatnot, but hey, we got to play for cheap and drink for a shit ton. But I mean, shit, I would take it, bro. Yeah, that one over in Fayetteville is nice too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. I mean, all of them are nice. Top Golf is a fucking insanely huge company. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I think it's based out of <coughs> Dallas. They have like offices here. Really? I mean, that one doubt me just because of how. You know, city, how much city is, there is, and, and you really don't have that much open space to have a driving range. So Yeah, they have make, to, like, buy out, like, huge. I mean, you have to buy out a certain area, and then you have to buy out a certain area around it for, like, infrastructure stuff. So, like, and it doesn't come cheap around here. So they're they're rolling yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but so, uh, yeah, so we're, we're leaving. So we're after the Odessa concert, you guys – Go back to the Airbnb after, you know, a little bit of messing around trying to get an Uber and shit. And then you fall asleep super early because we're all getting old. And then you wake up the next day and what's the plan? What? what okay, so what's the original plan is what I want to know. Well, the original plan, I mean, <clears throat> I, since I had my coworker with me, we were kind of trying to figure it out. But originally it was to come see you and do this podcast in person. Right. But then unfortunately you had to work to that day and so yeah. that didn't work out. Uh, 
So what was better yet, come see you at work and get some great drinks and food from you at the same time and get to actually spend some time with you since yeah. I had somehow missed you and done the same thing just on different days. So <laughs> yeah, no actually shit, connect. dude. Yeah. yeah, that was nice just kind of getting to catch up and that's why I didn't want to like force the podcast. I did, I, honestly, I would have taken off that day, but I was like, I, I, I would have had to like finagle some kind of deal to get somebody to take my shift and stuff. And then I was like, I don't want to like force this podcast in like while he's, you know, it's, it's basically like a little vacation for you and shit, you know, and we can always do it how we're doing it now. And this is pretty chill right now. Anyways, we might have to make a second one in person down the road to do an update. hundred percent, bro. Yeah. I can already tell you, we're not even halfway through the pod and I can already tell you that's (laughs) happening, bro. (laughs) Right. I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, it was the come over to your house and, you know, hit, do this podcast, probably grab some food, drinks after that and kind of have a relaxed day and then drive home and mm-hmm. wake up the next day and go to work. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I mean, it was it was super fun, like, being able to come see you guys, see you at work and mm-hmm. chill there for a little bit and kind of decompress. Yeah, it's uh, a pretty dude. chill spot, man. Yeah. Yeah. And those $5 def- Bloody Marys, you know. Oh, yeah, the, dude, those, those are so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had, oh, man, that one, it was it definitely helped me kind of relax because for that drive because that five hours in the car, I was just not looking forward to it. So oh, no like, doubt, dude, yeah. All right, let's take that job first and chill <laughs> and then be a little bit more ready to go, I should say. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it actually, I mean, it was really nice. The whole drive home, I was just kind of like in my head thinking about like music and the whole time I was driving all I could think about is I really want to get home and just like start working finishing this track I'm working on and it was like I was just stuck on it kind nice. of thinking about that and production different things so mm-hmm. yeah because you and got that drive away. bro like you're you're more often like in the studio working or well I mean the studio is you do it at your house right mm-hmm. yeah but I mean yeah. you're more often working than doing anything else right uh, other than your know. actual I mean, job I guess probably yeah, I mean, my daily life routine is 9 to 5, go to work Monday through Friday, and then I, 6 o'clock when I'm at home, I hit the studio, like work on music or work on making art for music and visuals yeah. until like 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. go to sleep, wake up, do it again. There you go. Uh, I mean, obviously there's, th- there's th- certain days, like me and Shelby have our days, weekends, yeah, different things like that, but... It's a quite a balance trying to balance all of friendships, relationship, yeah. work, hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still a hobby until it pays for itself. So right, but I mean, you're you're really kind of taking off, dude. So I do want to know, like, what's going on with uh, what's going on with Space Base right now? Because I know you got a couple of fessies coming up. You're doing shows relatively often, I think, right? Um, uh, I did a lot more last year than I did this year. Uh, kind of stepped back as in the shows aspect of trying to be as hungry as I was about getting shows and like pursuing that just because I really want to like perfect my sound and my music first and be able to provide the audience with something more unique than necessarily just DJing and stuff because I I love that but I mean kind of like the Odessa show like I want a full full production from visuals to lights to the way my set and music goes like I want to be able to take people on a journey um, and make people, you know, think and have, feel and have emotions. Like, that's my biggest thing is 
not only do I want people to have like feel emotions, but at the same time, like all my vocals, lyrics, words that are in my music make people, you know, like maybe look at life in a different way, yeah. reconsider, you know, send good thoughts through their head, their head. So just changes the way that people think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your music's all, I mean, it's all kind of conceptual cause you're, you're listening to these sounds, you know, that, Dude, and they're fucking, they're really, they're intense, dude. Like, the way that it, like, works its way through, like, I honestly, it's it's impossible for me to describe because I don't even know the words to do for it, you know? But, like, I remember I asked you one time, like, uh, and we were fucked up whenever I asked you, so I barely remember it, but I remember we were, like, chilling at your house, and uh, we'd been up all night fucking around, and uh, we were chilling there, and you were kind of showing me how some of your stuff worked, and, uh, it was whenever I was going to do the uh, the Life of Detours one with you, the original Life of yeah. Detours. And yeah. uh, I was asking you, so, like, how how would you describe your sound and stuff like that? And I don't – I remember you gave me a very good answer, but I don't I don't currently remember it. But I would like to know that answer at yeah. this point because <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could definitely tell you who, like, it gives me inspiration, but at the – when it breaks down to like, if you want to ask like what genre my music yeah. is, I I couldn't tell you. If I genres are subjective in my opinion, mm-hmm. like you know you could say something is it, it, subjective in a sense. Like drum and bass is drum and bass. Yeah. House music is house music. But when you get down to the subgenres, the the little things like oh, there's drum step versus dubstep versus like there's there's those so little many things I, you know yeah it's just like it's kind of subjective when it comes to that point in a way but um i don't know i don't i mean you could be in the same genre you know with another person and they would have a slightly different sound that puts them into another like subcategory you know exactly so and i don't really like sit there and focus on that a whole lot i just mm-hmm. like to make music and you do what you I, feel, i've man. had even other artists say the same thing like uh, I was doing a, sh- a live stream with Super Future, like he was doing a feedback stream, I should say. And he, I, when he listened to my song, then he goes, "So I want to ask you, like, what genre is this?" And I was like, "You know, that's a great question. I would, would love somebody to answer that." I was bro, like, it's I impossible it's technically... for yours, bro. <laughs> yeah. I just listened to a couple of yours the other day. Um, I can't remember the names of them right now, but there, there's the couple that you have on Spotify. Um, which yeah. ones do you have on Spotify right now? So all of my actual tracks should be on Spotify, except for this new label release that I just had uh, with my homie Chandelier. But so I've got Wave on Spotify, Milky Way is on there, and then Liquid World is also on there as well. Nice. I think Wave was the one I was listening to the other day, and it's it's I, literally like it, it it is that like it's just like a ride, bro. Man, that song cracked me up because it's the first song I ever wrote. I like really put it together really early on into my making music career like had taken a bunch of classes and lessons from people and kind of started getting my foot into the door made the song and it's like oh this is tight and then like released it after i had somebody master it and like to this day i, I can't stand that song like i don't like it what? <laughs> it's just For like real? but it's my most played song and i've heard that uh... from so many artists that that's like their thing is like their least favorite song is usually like their most favorite their most played song or their most basic song and wow. it's just because it's so early into my like m- music career like I just didn't know a whole lot about music and so it's so basic that I guess people can dig it because it has such an easy because they like, don't understand it either you know yeah and it's just yeah. a simple song that people are like okay I can groove with this this groove that's probably what fucking yeah. got me on it bro 
because I'm a simple <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I, I, I need to find a way to play it in my sets because I don't play it live ever, and I'm, I know oh, people really? probably want to hear it live. Yeah, I actually, at least in my last couple of sets, like the couple of songs that I have released live haven't been in there just because my sound has changed so much since I made those, mm-hmm. and I have so much new music that I want to showcase that I haven't released, yeah. and I'm kind of gearing up for uh, the end of this year and next year for, like, to really hit it hard with releases, so yeah, it's just going to start evolving, and you, you'll start hearing, like, my more current way of how I want to make music coming out soon, so. That's awesome, dude. Okay, so you're working, so how long does it take to make a track, like? Uh, the core part of a track, like, I could sit down, say, a Saturday at, like, 11 and have the core of the track like 85 percent done and by the end of the day oh really and then like two to five months more uh-huh. <laughs> to do the other and well and i say that like i could bust out a track and probably have it ready but i like to let a track sit for a while yeah he likes and, to come and back it, to it and, yeah because yeah, i'm ever so much such in a learning phase right now with music like I learn something new every day and it's like, okay, I can go back and apply this and make this song that much better. And so like my two next releases that I'm working on, I'm actually just like one of them, I completely redid the sound design on it, uh, but it'll be probably my next, my next song. So it's kind of like my most current song I've worked on, but also like something I made last year. So I get to, you know, like revisit this project. So it's old for you, but it's new for everybody else kind of deal. Yeah, and it's one of the songs that I've been playing a lot. So now they're going to hear a drop that's a lot better wow. and a lot different. So mm-hmm. you you play it in your shows and you've tweaked it a little bit and now you're going to drop it as like a single, like as a as a track. Yep. Wow. That's kind of cool that you're not just like taking, you know, you could take exactly what you had, no effort, you know, and like just drop it, you know, but you took a look at it and made it like special for a track. Yeah, because I'll play a lot of things in live sets that aren't necessarily 100% done or anything just to kind of tease them. Like, they'll be show- they'll be playable ready, per se, but they're not ready for streaming platforms. Yeah, or like if you like- look at it with a critical eye, it's not quite ready. Yeah. yeah, and so I'll do that all the time, and then I'll just change things. I feel like a lot of artists do the same thing. And Oh, yeah, and- I mean, that- you're out there, like, playing around, bro. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I asked you... Before that was one of the questions I asked you that night was uh, whenever you go up, do you have like a certain set that you're gonna play? Like, do you have it all planned out, or does it just kind of evolve throughout? No, uh, every time it's planned in a sense. Like, I know the style of music I'm gonna play. It's not necessarily I'm not necessarily a DJ in that sense. I like to provide an experience, not showing off my DJing skills in that sense. I could like DJ. you can work this board like a motherfucker. Like. Uh, yeah, but it, it's not, to me, it's not about that. Like, it's not who could have the most cool, fancy transitions and who can hit the most buttons or, you know, make this go and, like, add effects. Like, I, that's not me. Like, I'm the most simple DJ on stage. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, the way that everything's thought out and done, it's meticulous to that sense. And so I feel like myself will sway away from the typical way that DJs do and kind of go more into a live setting with stuff and being able to play with Ableton Live. And that's kind of the route I'm going towards here soon. So Interesting. You said Ableton? Yeah, it's the music software I use to make music. So you can also DJ live in it. I haven't figured it out or 
research too much into exactly how, but I do have a, a good enough understanding of it that it's definitely what I want to do because I'll be able to be more creative with that. I won't be limited to what buttons are in front of me. Really? Okay. Does that, if that makes sense. Like, with the, yeah, because there's only certain things you can do with the standard DJ equipment where I can, like, break a song down and take the, the drums and Ableton on one song and then apply them onto another song, like take the drums out of that song and apply the drums from another song. So like your, your blending of the two songs would be... And this is like, pre-work, this isn't like on the fly during the, so, the show? Um, or is both. It? I mean like you have a lot of prep work you will do to get it ready to, like that. You'll have those the same little time, snips, like you'll have the drums already pulled out, you just don't know where you're going to use them. Yeah, you still have to line everything up and time it right and still hit play and, you know, apply effects and things like that. It's just in a different way, in a, a more creative way, in my opinion. Yeah. Which, and at least for the way I want to do things. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so that applies to your live shows. Um, so, do you, so your tracks and your live shows are different. Do you use a lot of the stuff that you do in your live shows for your tracks? Like you said, you pull, like, the one, like, you do kind of, like, mess around with stuff that you're playing with, like, that you're making your tracks. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to answer that. <laughs> uh, I mean, when I'm making music, I always have something that I'm referencing, mm-hmm. per se, like, somebody else's song or whatnot to kind of give me an idea of, like, is this song, as lo- is my song as loud as theirs? Yeah. Does my drums hit as hard as theirs? Am I in the correct arrangement? There are a lot of different things I can apply yeah. and use other people's songs for. So it's <clears throat> and it's really cool, too. If you, I learned a lot studying other people's music. I just take a simple song and like break down their arrangement to their, how they made their drums. Yeah. And it also like taught me how to listen to music a little differently in a different aspect so I could pick up different things. So Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I guess um, I feel like I asked that super weird, but... So let me try to articulate this. So do you, when you're making, when you're in the house, like, messing with music, are you messing with it more for your your shows, like your live shows, or are you uh, thinking about it turning into a track? Or is it something like you're, like, tweaking all this stuff, like playing with things, yeah. like, you're, I, I can throw it into this show at this point and stuff like that. Definitely. Or is it going to so, be a finished product that goes on Spotify? Both. So, like, I'd, I haven't, I've made a couple, like, edits, different remixes that aren't near done that I'll probably never release. Um, I make a lot of edits for like live shows and do things like that. Uh, but when it comes to making music, I one thing that I do do a lot, especially now is like considering when I'm making the song, like how is it going to edit or how is it going to like flow into the next song? Mm-hmm. And like, is this going to be like a really bad transition because of the way the song is flowing, like in their break or at the end of the song. So yeah. I'll like, mold the song into a way that it'll be like real smooth whenever I'm transitioning out of that song or into that song. Yeah. So I always keep all that into mind. Interesting. When making music. And that's like, like I mean, all, rather than it being standalone, like if it was just a standalone thing, it would be made differently because you wouldn't have to worry about transitioning into it from another thing. Yeah. So a lot of right now I'm kind of getting like my bass blocks per se for my live sets of music. Like I want everything to be able to intertwine. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, just making music to make music now but as i get to the point where i can get a full set of music together and it flows in a way i want eventually i'm just going to be putting puzzle pieces together like okay i need a song that fits here that's in 
you know, that's going to flow from this song to this song. Because yeah. eventually I want all, it to be 100% original. Yeah, so all just your pieces. You just need more, like, you just need more material for it, basically, so that you can just pull from your bag, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have a mix that I did at the start of the year of all unreleased music, mm-hmm. and it's about 45 minutes long. Oh, and dude. so, uh, I mean, I'm there, but I don't play a lot of that music right now because over the last, eight months i've learned so much and a lot of those tracks i can't access actually at the moment because i made those all on the trial ableton so i don't have the full studio of ableton which is like their whole deluxe package so i can't actually access some of these projects at the moment unfortunately until i pay for the full studio that's a bitch dude (laughs) yeah and i just can't i can't get myself to do it because the way i am with like I I have like $500 worth of debt and student debt and then my credit cards and I won't, I'm not going to spend $300 until I pay that debt off. It's just, yeah, I can't financially do that to myself. So, well, did you hear about just, the, the thing Biden's supposed to talk about? Yeah, tomorrow? it's not, that was today, yeah. but it's, I can't do it because I never had student loans. That's the thing. I paid out of pocket every semester. My mom. Oh, did, so this is just say. between you and the school. Yeah. Cause my last Damn. semester when I quit school, uh, my mom was like, if you're going to, if you quit school, that was the one thing she'd pay for college for me. But if I quit, uh, she wasn't going to pay for it. And like, whatever I owed is what I owed. And I had to take it up, take up with it, which is fair. And, you know, yeah. I've learned I didn't want to go to college. And so I still owe money on it and just need to pay it off before I invest into something bigger. I should say. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's big of you, bro. Yeah. I mean, and, that's exactly I, what I fucking figured out too at the same time, dude. Yeah, I, I'm making do with the, like what I'm doing, and I can still make music perfectly fine. So it's not like extremely critical. I can I'll be able to come back to those songs here yeah. eventually, and when I, and I just know when I do, I'll have so much more knowledge, and oh, so yeah. I'm not rushing and it. And you'll be you'll be more comfortable. You'll be ready for it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I think Literally. now is about a good time to go ahead and like drop it back a little bit, um, so we know kind of where you're at a little bit. Um, so let's talk about where you've been, bro. So you are, you're a Conway boy, is that what you said? Conway, Arkansas, yes. Born and raised? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Up until I was 18. So you were born in Conway? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom and dad both around? Yeah. Uh, up until my dad passed away when I was, oh God, 20, uh, 17, 18, I... Yeah, somewhere. Kind of a blur somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah. So you you born in Conway. You uh so what did your what did your mom what did your mom do? So my mom works for if she works worked, I should say, for a publishing company. Mm-hmm. So they publish children's book or children's curriculum and books for uh teachers. So it's kindergarten through sixth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. So she it's crazy cuz the company whenever she started was real small. And then she wrote the curriculum, from what I understand, and then had to go to the school districts and pitch it to those t- those school districts, her curriculum that she wrote for this company. Mm. And then after they would accept, or like, be like, yeah, we want this, that she would also then have to go back and train the teachers. So not um, only did, was she basically, like, doing the whole thing, yeah. uh, eventually, the, like, the company spiraled and became a multi-billion, a million-dollar business mm. and became huge. And she did that for pretty much my whole childhood, and then... <clears throat> decided to own her own like same thing but just freelance i should say interesting yeah because it sounds uh, like she was it was like a publishing 
and then sales and then I don't hey, know, I guess training on, on your product, I guess. Yeah. She she did too much for like she got paid really well, don't get me wrong, but yeah. they were asking too much and then trying to like pull money away and be like, Oh, we're overpaying you even though they wouldn't be where they are, you know, without her. Yeah. So once they get big, they're like, stuff. Yeah, we're we're gonna start cutting some corners here and figuring some stuff out. At least that's how I understand it and witnessed it as a kid. So, mm-hmm. damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and then and uh, then Dad was 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 he doing? He, he was a carpenter. So neither nice. of them did anything with music. Yeah. Uh, never were musically inclined, other than they both loved concerts and stuff. So. So did you go to a lot of concerts whenever you were little? No, I never oh. went to a concert until I was eighteen and really? in college. Mm-hmm. What? Never. What was your first Dad, one? You, uh, dude. UCA brought my freshman year when I was there, Gorilla Zoe. Do you know who the rapper Gorilla Zoe is? Yeah, I do, actually. He did, um, oh, he's not, I, I put on for my city. No, that's not him, is it? No, it, it's like same era, time era. Um, yeah. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember the name does of the song. he do Echoes? He, is that the song? Maybe. I'd have to look and see. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not. That was my first concert, and I like fell in love with live concerts after that. Yeah, uh, I, you know, didn't know what to expect, and so I went in open-minded, and it was really cool. I didn't even say the whole concert because I ended up meeting somebody, and we left early. But uh, hey, a lady. Uh, uh, yes. Hey, my <laughs> <And> then, boy. <laughs> uh, there was that, and then I had my first like I say rave. Uh, like three weeks later because they brought this DJ duo called White Panda to UCA and they did like this foam party. Fucking I've never heard of them. Party, on, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them on a lineup. Like, I don't feel like since then. Yeah. Um, but I've looked them up since then. And yeah, they, I think they still make music, but hmm. I've, I really don't follow them. But it was cool. It was like in the middle of campus and yeah. like this like like right where like five buildings met in the center where the brickway was they just put a stage slapped it down the middle of campus nice. like all right oh in front well, of old main i think is what you're talking about no this was at uca not it was in conway yeah, i went to conway i went to uca oh yeah was that old main? i don't know the name old of the main time. and then you have like so it's where you would drive up there's a library old main and then a couple of other buildings it's like it's where the big circle uh. driveway kind of deal is I want to say it was right over there. I can't really remember. Hmm. Uh, I think that's about right. It was kind of by the new... Bear Hall? Yeah, it was kind of over in there, but it was more closer. I'm so bad with us. <laughs> like trying to name buildings. Well, I mean, if you didn't uh, go there, then like it's fucking impossible. I remember whenever I first started going there, bro. It took me forever to figure out where the fuck I was going, bro. It's like yeah. a full campus. Like it, it's it's confusing. It's a small city. You know what I mean? I mean they all are. I mean this isn't even like a big college. So no. I probably sound like a bitch right now. But like, I I loved it at UCA. Mm-hmm. I mean it was cool. I just got in so much trouble. Unfortunate trouble when I was there my freshman year. I had to leave. <laughs> oh no, dude. Okay, so let's yeah. let's go back a little bit. So you grew up. So did you live like you said? You're, I mean, you're from Conway. Did you live in Conway, like city limits, or were you out on like a farm kind of deal? No, I was in city limits. Okay. However, we did have a farm too. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so you grew up with like a little bit of like countryside, but like living in the city as well. Yeah, grew up hunting, going to the lake. I rode horses. Um, 
mudding. I mean, I was that country kid up until like 19. Oh, Worked really? cowboy boots every day, yeah. You, were you I, in all the ag classes? No. No. Oh, well. uh, I, I, no, actually, I took <laughs> one shop class. I loved it. Learned how to like weld and do stuff like that. But I've always been good with stuff like that because my dad mm. kind of teaching me. But uh, no, I knew I never wanted to do like farm work. I hated farm work. Really? I used to have to help my f- best friend's gra- uh, dad and grandpa like doing like barreling hay, feeding the horses and cattle and stuff, and and my uncle too. And I hated doing all of that. It's just not what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a lot. Like mending fences, fucking like cleaning up fence rows, and like. Dude, yeah. the mowing and like brush hogging and like everything that you got to do on a farm, dude, is a lot, man. Yeah. It's just constant it's just, upkeep, is all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like playing around on a farm, but and driving around doing whatever and being a kid, but uh, uh-huh. when it comes to that side, I was like, no. To I'm actually out on own that. one is like a whole other fucking ordeal, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to what, what, uh, what school did you go to over there? Um, I went to Conway, Greenbrier, and I was homeschooled. <laughs> I, what? So, <laughs> In what order <yeah>. here? <laughs> um, Conway, Greenbrier, Conway, homeschool. Okay. So <laughs> I got I got really depressed as a kid. And basically, like, failed out of Conway in tenth grade. So I knew the principal in Greenbrier, and she kind of like helped me out, get me back on track, so I didn't miss or like fail tenth grade altogether. Because mm-hmm. that's what we were trying to like not do, even though. The, they just because Conway wasn't really working with me about yeah. missing three months of school, <coughs> uh, which understandable. Yeah. And then. Well, why'd you miss three months of school? Uh, just like depression, going uh, hormones, okay. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to Greenbrier for one semester. I was like, nope, miss my friends back at Conway. So I went to Conway, and then I ended up making it onto a professional paintball team when nice. I was 18 uh-huh. or like my senior year. And so I ended up dropping out and doing homeschooling uh, since my mom had been a teacher and stuff. And did my like last half of my senior year on the road, which was sick. That was that is one of sick, my favorite dude. times of the life. Did yeah. they work with you on that? So you graduated high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. So I got to immediately like get into homeschooling. Like it was super easy. Really? Uh, I had, a couple of friends that actually were homeschooled mm-hmm. that I'd met and their parents helped my mom like get in like ASAP like before Christmas like when we took Christmas break I was mm-hmm. like I'm not going back to school like I made this professional team I'm gonna miss too much school and I will fail like yeah. we have to figure this out was this a and paid then, gig yeah I was making a lot of I was making money and earning you know kind of doing like my dream thing at the time like this is what I wanted to do yeah definitely that's how that's how it felt for sure yeah, and so I put my all into that and was doing that, <clears throat> and so luckily I got to homeschool and that was that was tight. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I finished like a whole semester in two weeks, and it was like, why did I not do this this entire time? The entire like, time, that, dude. Yeah. It's, that, that's the half thing about school that I hated is like I don't need somebody to teach me this stuff. I can learn it if I have the curriculum and whatnot in front of me. That's just how I learn. Yeah. So I was like sitting in class for eight hours a day is just pointless to me because I'm not paying attention. Yeah, that's one thing about school and college, and like not to knock it for you know. I mean, there is a certain reason why it works and like why people do it the way that they do but it's like the main thing that i've thought about college is like it teaches you that you are able to go to college it doesn't show that you have like 
like certain other skills and things like that, but you were able to take four years of your life and dedicate it to this fucking insanity that it is and do that. So, yeah, I feel like the only thing you gain out of that is if you can problem solve or not. Like that's like the core classes of like school is like, okay, let's see how good this person is at problem solving. Now, I mean, obviously that's different if you're a nurse, a doctor, like I, I want you to go to school. I don't want you to work on me if you're not. You I would know, definitely like, rather you have spent fucking however many years and however many hours working on that stuff, drilling it into your fucking head. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, I mean, some things I'm like, man, you don't need a degree, a degree for that they offer, but hey, it is what it is. Mm. I'll oh, take the step behind. Lolo's here. What's up, dude? <laughs> All right, well, cool. So, uh, sorry about that. I just fucking Logan walked in. The the dog yeah. was going kind of crazy. Oh shit! And we are at uh, the thirty minute mark. So we're uh, you mind taking a break real quick? Let's do it. Yeah, we'll hop back on. We'll talk a little bit more about your uh, schooling, unschooling, then reschooling, and then paintball, and then what, everything else. So <laughs> it works with me. All right, bet. All right, we'll be back in just a second, guys. All right, what's up, everybody? Austin here. So I'm not sure if you guys follow my social media, mainly my Instagram, but if you do, you might have seen some recent posts with me doing some climbing. Turns out there's an indoor rock climbing place near where I live, and me and the lady Kristen have started going every week, uh, mainly on Wednesdays. So we've just been doing it for fun, but it's also it's pretty challenging, and you get like the aesthetics of exercising these muscle groups that you just don't usually hit in the gym. Plus, you meet some really cool people who climb in the process. So, through climbing, I came across this awesome company called Dino. Dude, they have this one product, Beta, and I love the idea. It contains a 2-in-1 thermogenic nootropic with a boost of clean energy using 10 simple all-natural ingredients. Now, if you're not familiar, nootropics are supplements that boost your creativity, promote mental clarity, and give you intense focus. So I'll tell you right now, it takes a lot of energy and creativity to reach the top of those climbs, man. So one thing I like about this concept is it's not just for climbers. I honestly can't see why Dino's Beta wouldn't be perfect for any activity or adventure. Another thing that's cool is they're going to ship straight from their door to yours, meaning no annoying retail shop markup. And if you use the code OSTEN, that's O-S-T-E-N, at checkout, you can take another 15% off. So go check these guys out. They're the Dino Climbing Company on Instagram or thedinocompany.com. Now back to the pod. All right, and we're back from the break. Had a little uh, weird stuff towards the end there. My fucking dog was barking a bunch. Logan came home. I got a new vape because my other one was uh, acting up a little bit, tasting a little weird. So we are, like, fully Gucci. I got a new beer, got a new vape, and Mr. Space Space is still here with us, dude. Yeah. So we're kind of coming out of, uh, like, so we're talking a little bit about, like, your schooling, like, coming out of high school. Um, So you, um, you... Did, so you went to Conway basically your whole life, and then uh, got uh, you got into, like, some, like, kind of got into your own head, dropped back, went to Greenbrier, and then moved back to Conway to get back with your friends, and then you got picked up by this um, paintball team, right? Yep, in Dallas, actually. We were out of Dallas. Interesting. That's a fucking long drive, bro. That's why I was, that's why I had to do the homeschooling. Like, we were based out of Dallas in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and we had players from all over and we'd travel every weekend so we'd fly into like nebraska california for practice texas practice not even like full matches like 
Yeah. Damn. Okay, so can you explain a little bit more about, like, this whole what, – what does this whole paintball deal entail here? So you're talking about a lot of travel and, like, this is, like, a paid team and it's based out of Dallas, Oklahoma City. Like, what, 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 what is this? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that became my passion as a kid. Like, I, I got into paintball, <clears throat> which honestly inspired me into music. Uh, and I'll kind of get into that in a second. But I played paintball because I grew up with my friends playing airsoft in neighborhoods as kids, you know, shooting guns. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing you know, like, I got invited to a birthday party and yeah, I fell in love with it and, like, became obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, the way I am obsessed with music. Mm-hmm. And I still love it. It's just I've haven't gotten back into it since then um so i was traveling every weekend i actually was practicing at like my local field three times during the week after school uh they gave me a key and they were like yeah here you can go to the field whenever like it's okay like we trust you wow. and so like i was a big advocate of helping make it better here and so and when i got on the pro right? team okay. yeah, yeah. paintball arkansas um nice then uh when I got the team, we started getting like free gear, not necessarily exactly paid. So mm-hmm. we didn't get like a salary. I didn't, at least. I had team. I had uh, friends on my team that did that were more like seasoned mm-hmm. stuff. I was the youngest kid in the professional league, actually. Really? I was. Yeah, me and one other kid were both rookies, and we were both the youngest people playing professionally at the time. Wow. Uh, but I mean, that's we were a getting a bunch of beat in itself, dude. It was really cool. Uh, we would get a bunch of gear for free. And so, like, it was part of our contract that you couldn't sell it, like, buy it or get the gear for free and sell it. So, like, uh. we would get, like, really discounted paintball guns. And they're, like, $1,400 paintball guns is how yeah. much they cost. But I'm getting these at, like, I don't know, you know, a really good deal. Yeah. So uh, all I had to do is go out and practice with it one time or for a weekend. It's now used, and then I could sell it. So I would take this, make like three, four hundred dollars a paintball gun, and I did this like three times a week, nice. and would make money. So it's like, all right, you're bringing home like a thousand dollars a week, like non-tax money as a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old, yeah. like pretty good money. So I did that for quite a bit of time, and I mean, I'm all my flights, hotels are free. Like, you can't ask for much more. You're traveling around, not doing anything other than just traveling, playing paintball and stuff and eventually I kind of started like getting bored outside of like doing that I mean I was in school and stuff and that took up a lot of time but I didn't have like a passion that I could do every single day per se yeah and so I got into videography and that's where like my creativity started to flow I started learning how to make visuals for like my YouTube channel that started getting bigger uh started making actually videos that were getting a couple hundred thousand plays wow. <clears throat> and it was cool and then i like that's kind of where like when i was making like promotional videos i started listening to electronic music mm-hmm. and because i started to listen to it a little bit from prior from like that first concert and things and thought it was cool and so i really got into it like skrillex um like bass nectar like yeah uh, zed not yeah. really dead mouth, but no, like that era of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing against that man. He's got good music, just wasn't oh. ever my taste. I see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I started listening to it a lot and started going to a ton of concerts. Yeah. And 
ended up getting to meet some really cool artists, actually because of paintball, like Steve Aoki, uh, Waka Flocka, they came to a paintball tournament, and my sponsor at the time shot a whole video about it. It was really cool. What, just like a little uh, promo? Like, like yeah, we're out here with uh, Waka Flocka, and you're like chilling with them? Fucking... <laughs> yeah, it was cool as hell. Like, they were just out there like shooting a video for their YouTube channel. Did they paintball with you? They played on another field. I, they did like this whole thing where they played against each other and like some fans. They didn't let like the professionals play with them. One, we were in the middle of a tournament, so it was kind of like I'm not going to waste my energy on this. And it was cool to let the fans actually get to like play with those guys. That's too. dope. And, you know, so it was really cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I started like making videos and like getting really into music that way. And then it led me to like, okay, I have this obsession with concerts now that I didn't know I had because of the two I had gone to at UCA. Yeah. So I just, I hit like 65 concerts that year. Yeah. Uh, just traveling from Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Kansas City, Fayetteville, from Conway. And we just like, me and my friends just went everywhere. And it was super tight. And uh, I started, like, falling in love with it. And I kind of, like, thought, like, man, I feel out of place in school right now because, like, I'm a sports medicine major and it just doesn't feel right. Like, I don't think I want to do this the rest of my life. Yeah. But I was, like, I'm obsessed with this scene. Like, I'm obsessed with, like, the live music atmosphere. Yeah. I'm, like, this this is really cool that, like, this one singular person can bring all of these people into a room and they can all forget about the problems that they're having at the very moment and, and they party. can just enjoy life and, yeah. and just have fun. So and this like, isn't, this has nothing to do with your major or anything like that. So you get out of high school and you go to college and you're talking sports medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what made you yeah. want to do that? Paintball. Uh, I was really into fitness. Like I'm, a, I'm not a big person by any means, but like <clears throat> I always had trouble putting on weight and, things and so like diet became very fascinating to me what you put into your body how you exercise how your body works and ultimately like I just wanted to be able to get the best I could at paintball and so like I dove into that and I was like you know if I can help people in this way like be able to understand how to eat better take care of them that's what I would want to do well little did I know whenever I was signing up for this it didn't mean I was going to help athletes of my age necessarily it's going to be more of like 65 plus years yeah, of age kind of people working in like a nursing home or like a rehab facility kind of deal that's not what i wanted to do yeah. like <laughs> it bumped me out oh, um, man, yeah. <laughs> in a sense and i was like this is just not realistic that's not what i want to do and um i went through a phase like kind of after dropping out of college where i was going to like a lot of concerts partying a lot but i didn't have any direction and so, like, fast forward, like, though, a couple of years of getting married, having a kid, like, growing up, like, ASAP. Like, I just quit doing college. Life, basically. Yeah. I, I quit college. Three months later, found out I'm having a kid. A month later, I'm married. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, life hit me quick. Yeah. And so, like, I was, I was doing, I didn't know what to do. I got a good job that paid me, like, $60,000, $70,000 a year at the time, like, I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to be that standard, you know, dad, nine to five yeah. kind of person. What were you doing? Uh, I was selling furniture at the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I've been in sales my pretty much since then. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> I 
got so tired of it and I was like, this is, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and talk to people all day and About try to convince them to couches. buy something. <laughs> yeah, hell no. <laughs> uh, I was like, I got to find a career like with something that I like. And uh, about that time, I ended up separating with my ex-wife, well, now ex-wife, and went through this, like, really crazy part of my life that, like, I felt so lost. I didn't know what was happening. And this was back in 2019. Yeah. And so I didn't really, I like, I was lost kind of going into that because I didn't have a career. But, like, now I'm, like, really lost. Like, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to see my kid. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't have a great ending. I mean, you felt like there, you had it so. figured out. Like, it wasn't exactly what you wanted, but you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And then that all kind of got taken from you or just didn't end up working out in a certain way, right? Well, I was working towards a goal. I thought I wanted to do real estate and sell real estate, which I still would definitely sell real estate if I can get the capital. It's just in a different way mm-hmm. than being an actual agent and whatnot. Um, and I kind of was about to go that way. I saved that money to be able to just like do real estate and I thought I had it figured out and then I get this divorce and everything and I'm like okay all that money now has to kind of go to the side for court fees and all the other stuff. Was it a messy one? Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Unfortunately it was uh, a, I mean we're both young. I'm 27 now and she's 25. Five, twenty-four. she's gonna kill me if she watches that yeah i swear yeah <laughs> uh, i don't uh, right around there and yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't care she's, uh, what, she's what 35 you said 25 40 something <laughs> 75 fuck it 75 yeah. fuck it <laughs> uh, um, she's gonna kill me bro <laughs> but, uh, at least I'll have her stick something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Now you'll actually have a good court case. There you go. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, we're work- we've worked it out, and it's much better. But uh, so you grew up a little. It bit, was. You know. Yeah. It put me in a state though that I just didn't really know what I was gonna do, and I didn't have any friends. I like everybody that I was friends with. I distanced whenever my kid was being born. I was like, I have to get out of the scene. I got to get away from the drugs, the alcohol. Yeah. Like I can't party. Like what I used scene to. is this you're talking about? Like the videography scene? Were you already a part of that, or what? What, what scene is this? I say scene is in my friends. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Just in like Conway my, still. Fayetteville. I oh. had trans. Well, I had moved to Fayetteville. Sorry, I missed that in the oh, timeline. Good. So how did how did that uh, happen? What do you mean? Like, how'd you end up in Fayetteville? Oh, I after my freshman year at UCA, because I couldn't get into the U of A for my freshman year, I just transferred immediately. I nice. wanted out of Conway. Yeah. And so, all, like, all my best friends had already moved up here, and so I was just like, I'm here with a bunch of homies in Conway, but, like, my absolute, like, close day one people are just, they weren't there, and so I was like, I gotta get, I want to be up there with them, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, whenever I we got that divorce and everything. I didn't know what to do. So I moved in with my mom and her boyfriend at the time. And I was living with them (coughs) and I hit up my old roommate slash best friend that, that he had already graduated from college, had his engineering degree, like kind of grown up and, you know, kind of doing his own thing with his now fiance. Uh, And I was like, Hey, like, I'd love to like start kicking it again. Like I know, like, we both went to this girl at Facebook, like, this is what's going on. And he was like, yeah, dude, like, for sure, like, come out with me on Tuesday and we'll go uh, 
got some drinks, things like that. And so we started doing that. Mm-hmm. And then one of our friends came in to town one day, and she was going to a con. <coughs> I have no uh, idea what Wakan is. Yeah. And yeah, is this I, like I, I the no original Wakan, like the one yeah. just a couple of years ago. In 2019, yeah. Whoa. And so, like, right, at, like a month and a half before that, I just gotten divorced and everything. And mm-hmm. but yeah, she comes to town, and I should, I guess, I should say, this whole time since my kid was born in 2017 to this point, I have not gone to a single concert. I haven't really actively looked out new music. Yeah. Where. 2016 to 2013 I probably hit like 200 plus shows yeah so I went from shows to nothing yeah and so she comes in and was like yeah I'm going to this music festival on Mulberry Mountain it's called Wakan yeah. like Liquid Strangers headlining it and I'd be like oh that's cool like I You're wasn't like, really Liquid ever Stranger? like that <laughs> kind of like I knew who Liquid Stranger was but I just had never seen him live because yeah. I got kicked out of the, the only concert of his I ever went to oh, shit. and yeah. so I never got to see him and so, like, I saw his name, I think it was his name, Peekaboo, yeah. and I want to say Lucid, were probably the only three Sounds artists right. that I knew, and the only reason I knew Lucid and Peekaboo is because they had songs with Bass Nectar, yeah. uh, and that was it, and she was like, yeah, you guys should come to this, like, get tickets and go, and I'm like, I gotta work the whole week, she's like, screw it, like, call into work and just come, I was like, Okay, like, where do I get a fucking ticket for this? She's yeah. like, you're gonna have to find one. Online. Oh no, so, shit! Like, They're definitely <clears throat> sold out, probably, right? This is the day before, the day of the pre-party. So the oh, Wednesday, fuck. like, Wakanda was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and so like, we had gotten tickets to go to the pre-party show at George's just as a thing, and that's kind of what we were gonna do with her. And then she was gonna go to the festival. Mm-hmm. Well, we ended up finding tickets on Reddit for like a hundred bucks each. What? And buy these tickets, yeah. And sure enough, they're not fakes or anything. And I call into work for four days saying I have the flu or whatever. Uh-huh. And this is where it all kind of begins. Like, I go to Wakan and I go with Colton, my old roommate, Lainey, that I've known for a while through Colton. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Lainey's sister. And then these people that I've never met from Maine. Uh, oh god Connecticut please don't kill me guys <laughs> <laughs> they're all from the northeast it's the and same so, like, shit y'all are all y'all yeah. are all yanks you know <laughs> and, and Colton and Lanny had met them at Electric Forest and they like became like a huge group of homies and so like I was super stoked because like I'm about to make a bunch of friends I think you know like I'm yeah. like oh pump like I'm about to get to actually meet people like whether or not we live in the same town like I'm gonna have people I'm gonna be able to talk to and like have conversations instead of just going home from work and sitting in my mom's spare bedroom by myself doing yeah. nothing you're about to and get reconnected how... with the scene that you love you know yeah and so i go out there i have the time of my life like the first day like kind of found myself uh went through did a couple things and you know kind of found myself during that first night yeah you, and then you the, found yourself and, you, you you tripped around in the woods and found you found harrison <laughs> yes i did yeah <laughs> very much <laughs> and so <laughs> i uh second night i'm sitting in the crowd oh wait i have to say this too so the yeah. first night when we we get to main stage we set up to the left of the state uh sound crew and whatnot and like where we set up I, I look around, I'm like, just kind of looking around at other people, like, wow, like, what's going on? And I turn around, and I see six people I know immediately that are not with our group, what? and they're from Conway. 
And then they're like, I'm talking to them. They're like, yeah, dude, like our whole group is right here. So come to find out everybody that I knew that I didn't know was even going to be at this festival is now sitting right next to me. So now I have not only like these new friends, I have all my old friends that I haven't really talked to in two years. So now I'm surrounded by 60 people I know in the best environment I could possibly be in and having like the time of my life. And so, like, we all made it, like, this pact. Like, I, like, introduced my new friends to the old people, and we were all, like, we're coming back here every single day. Like, this is where we're throwing down. Yeah. And so, like, second day comes, there's even more people now, like, from Conway. The word's getting out now. Like, groups are combining, and now we've just, like, taken over this area. Yes. And that's, (laughs) I, I don't remember what part of that night it was, but that's the part, the night that I met Shelby, my girlfriend. Oh, really? And in the crowd. As part yeah, of, the, oh, just in the crowd, not part of, like, the Conway group that came through? Sure. She was with the Conway group. Yeah. I just, she was one of the few people that I didn't know. Mm. Like, I felt like I knew, like, she all was a these new people. Face there was, in that group, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, who are these new people? Like, I haven't yeah. been gone that long, but how are there these, this many new faces, like, that I've never seen before? And so, like, we didn't ever say anything to each other at first. We just kept as we both say i fucking each other we'd look at each other in the crowd and then like smile and then like keep that looking back there and then like finally like would say like one word to each other like it was the most innocent funny thing ever like said like one word and then the next thing you know like we're talking and then like didn't leave each other's sides the entire weekend um here comes sunday of that festival and like we had a great time together and like just getting to know each other and like my weekend went from like the first day, I'm like, okay, this is going to be better. Like, I'm going to get good. I'm like, I'm going to not be depressed. Like, this is how life is going to be. Yeah. You know, like, look at all these beautiful people. Like, you're going to be okay. To Things are a lot better or, like, getting a lot better. And, like, I didn't mean to meet anybody. Like, honestly, like, a month and a half seems kind of too soon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did not plan on meeting anybody, but it just seemed right. Like, it felt Wait, this sweet. was a month and a half after your like divorce was finalized or after no like separation like our divorce had started yeah yeah and so like i didn't really want to meet anybody one for the fact of like i'm still technically married yeah and like i don't want things to look bad on my part like Mm -hmm. in the divorce and whatnot and so it was really weird to me but at the same time i was like this just feels so right like i don't know why but it does and so i'm just gonna go with it um and I ended up, you know, like spending that whole weekend with her, and then here comes Sunday. She's about to go to Conway to go back home, and I'm about to go to Fayetteville, back to my house. And she was like, "Man, I just really wish you could go to Conway." I was like, mm, "Yep, I'm gonna come to Conway. Actually, I'll just call in another day." Nice. So I called in for two more days and stayed in Conway. Oh, shit. And then came back to work and acted like nothing happened. And I was like, "Yep, I had the flu the whole time. I just magically got better, and I mm-hmm. don't have a doctor's note." And because I never called in, they didn't care. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that um, worked out, dude. Yeah, that could have went way worse. <laughs> yeah. But in that time of, like, spending time with Shelby and stuff, and, like, I, we just had, like, random conversations about life. And I remember at one point she was like, like, what do you want to do? And I was really kind of fucked up at this point. And we were at the stage, and I was like, this. And I pointed at the stage. I was like, I want to DJ. Like, I would love to do this. Like, if I could choose one thing right now, I want to be on that stage. Like, I want to be able to express myself. <clears throat> express myself in in a way and be able to like show people uh, make people feel the way that I felt from concerts and things wow. and uh, I was like I've wanted to do that based off of like concerts in the past but I've never put my foot forward I 
And so finally she was like, I'm going to help motivate you and do that. And so, you know, over the next couple of months, uh, right about, right after Christmas, give or take, <clears throat> I went and bought uh, a DJ board and just like started messing around with DJing at home. And uh, a month later, I got invited to do Dance Fest Road to Yellow Brick Tour. Like I was seriously like a month of Oh, so this DJing. is quick at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I submitted a mix and got into place for you. Yeah, and I was not ready for this. I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm nervous as hell. Like I'm about to go on the stage. There's 200 people in this room for my first show, and I'm the next to last person playing. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so it's completely packed, and nobody knows who I am. And like because of the time was so quick, they were like, "What's your name?" I was like. I do like space, and I like bass music, so space bass. Um, oh, and so I you just came up with it. that on the fly right there? Yeah, it was, like, super quick. I didn't put any thought into it. I just was, like, space bass. Mm. <coughs> Most basic name ever. But I, I know. I, it I really... sounds like it would have so much, like, thought behind it, and like you know, but it's that's wild, dude. Well, I was just, yeah, I don't really know. It kind of came to me, like, really easily, yeah. honestly. And uh, I ended up kind of just running with that going to my first concert and have like hooked and then did you kill or went, how did you feel about the show that night i felt like it went pretty good yeah. for like having 300 like dj board that i've barely played on and like <laughs> watched uh, 50 youtube videos to you know to practice like for that amount of time i feel like i did a pretty good job honestly nice i definitely got like dead last in the competition but that's you know, that I found like competitions like that are. You oh, know, they're so subjective, thing. bro. Like you went to, uh, what was? And it? I went, uh, and I, I drove down to Little Rock for my show. So like I had been oh, yeah. in that month, I had been getting to know the scene in Fayetteville, but I didn't do the mm. Fayetteville show. So for like a month, give or take, I've been like connecting with everybody up here because I've started forcing myself to go out, meet the local scene, meet local DJs yeah. and stuff and trying to get in. But I didn't know anybody in Conway other than Shelby and the people I just met, like my old friends. Yeah. But the thing was, is like one of our other good homies, Clay, Clado, he yeah. also DJed. Clado, shout out Clado, bro. That dude is right. the fucking truth, bro. And I miss he was him. teaching me out. He was teaching me how to DJ a lot. I miss that dude too. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a second. Dude, that dude um, knows so much about just music, about about board, like just about how to make it. And like, I remember you would listen to music in his car, and he'd be like, "No, I'm gonna skip forward to this certain second of the song and just play this part because I know where it's at." And then he'd skip, he'd go to another song, but like, we're just gonna listen to this part of this song because I know exactly where it's at. And I'm like, "You've literally dude. just like gone through all your music and analytically fucking picked all these pieces that you want to hear." I love the way he DJs. It's really good and really like methodical and thought out. It, yeah. I would wish he would play. He would DJ and pursue music more often. Honestly, what's he doing? Hey. I don't really know. Honestly, I think he's still just kind of. He has a girlfriend. Mm. They just been. I honestly don't know why. Miss that dude, man. Fucking love you, right? Clado. Shout out Clado. Shout out Clado. Is it at Clado on like Instagram and shit? I think so. I think With so, like right? two or three H's, maybe. I have <laughs> Probably, yeah. Who knows? Might be because I don't. I don't think he could. Well, he could be Clado, but because it's Plato, not Clado. I have no idea. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
Uh, where so was you did I? you did a uh, it was did you say dance fest or what was it? Uh, yeah, your first Rose's dance fest. Yeah. So I did that show, uh, loved it, and immediately came back and I was like, all right, I'm starting to get the hang of DJing. That's not the that's that's just a sliver of the cookie here, you know. Like we got to learn how to make music, like to be able to do this, like real, like the way I wanted to do it, like mm-hmm. the way I've envisioned it. Envisioned it. So. So what were you doing Me, before? Like, so you're talking about like producing your actual, yeah, your own sound. So what were you doing before? Like taking snippets just, of already, yeah, just like music? taking, yeah, just playing other people's music and curating a whole live experience. Basically, like a, not like shuffle on, or like a Spotify playlist, but you know, like playing it live. Yeah, but you're curating it, it, like you said. You're picking the right parts yeah. of it and stuff. You know, it's a little like harder going, than you would say, but. Yeah, just like any going to any club or anything and hearing a DJ playing there, you know, but more of a show style environment per se. Okay. And so I eventually was like, I gotta, I want to start making music and like having my own sound. And so I did the the big feat of what I was so I was like nervous about learning was music theory and like understanding music because I've never played an instrument in life, I've never studied music. I took choir and just fucked off the entire time I was in choir <laughs> class in yeah. school. Like I, I had no music background, so I was like, I have no place in this. But I do know I have drive and I know I have determination. So like, that's one thing that I've shown myself over the years. Like if I put my heart to something or head to something, I'm gonna complete it. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. And so I was like, I just gotta take that step forward and do it. So downloaded the program and just went to town on YouTube videos, and then started learning like you can actually talk to these DJs and artists that people put on pedestals. Like, they will message you right back. Oh, yeah. I've talked to Sullivan King a couple of times, bro. He's (coughs) the fucking best, bro. Exactly. Like, these artists, they're they're super down to earth and chill. It's not like... Yeah. And so I found out a lot of artists offer classes. And so I started taking classes with some of these people that I, I looked up to and was starting to learn knowledge from them on like how to make certain sounds, how to do this. Um, I found access to from different artists that would like give you project files so you could look at songs and how they created them and like things like that off the internet. And so like it had a multitude of like options of how to learn and next thing you know, I started making music and diving down this path of of trying to create music where I still don't know music <laughs> but just a little bit at this point yeah. now. Well, you don't know the, like, uh, what is it, like the, um, I want to say standard, or so it's like the, um, like the methodical or like the the school book kind of music, like shit, like by yeah. the book, but you know, <clears throat> you know how to make sound I, and how it works and stuff. There's some, you know, certain guidelines, like music is subjective in that yeah. sense, like there's, there's a rule book to it, but it's not really a rule book, like, yes, they say you should do it this way, but it's just because that's the subjective way of how people think it sounds good mm. i feel like there's not like a, a true rule like oh you have to do this you know it's, it's all art and so um yes i really don't have that much of a not background and knowledge in music theory but you know i make things work yeah hell yeah dude yeah because yours is so different dude and i can't imagine anybody like it's probably just a mix of so many things that have created what your sound is now. And that's why it's probably so hard, like you said earlier, to put it into, a, say, a genre. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of 
you know, I focused more on the sound design side for my first couple of years and understanding the program that I'm using to make music so I can like really dial those things in and kind of learn music theory on the way. I felt, I heard this saying from Subtronics one time, he was like, I don't know music theory at all. I just make music and like, I don't know, like something kind of just like, not necessarily like that's a good thing, but it, it kind I of mean, stuck with me at the time. Like I was like, all right, well, I'm going to learn how to make this thing. sound. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm still learning. And I think that's like the, the one thing I want to focus, uh, you, you know, heavily on now is the music theory side of things. I've started to under, I've under, I understand my programs very well. Yeah. That now it's just like, Hey, all right, let's get down to the nitty gritty, the, the little fine things, tweak those and understand that. And I feel like I can be onto something like yeah. really good. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you're kind of taking that, um, the idea you're talking about like if you put your whole heart into something like you do you know and so that's this is the path that you're kind of taking to do that it's to like take a step back from just like doing shows all the time and like take a step back and like look at the actual music that you're making rather than like you could go through and like pick stuff out and like make a show anytime you know but you want to be able to make stuff to make your own show yeah because i mean it's to me, it's going to be way better in the end because I'll be able to like actually hopefully help people in the way I want to and be able to have music that has put meaning with it at the same mm-hmm. time. So that and that's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah, like uh, I have a local rapper that I'm going to work that I'm working with on a song. We haven't started it yet, but we've already talked a little bit about it. And like my first thing I told him was like, you know, I don't want obscene things in my music. I don't want to talk about fucking strippers and doing cocaine off of a table like yeah that's cool and fine with me and music but that's not what i want to portray i want to have a message about whether it's like making your mind better to helping people to whatever like love i you know something that has more of a positive message than that yeah per se so and i feel like if i you know if i have more control over the music in that sense i feel like my you know my live settings will be better in that and it's not necessarily about the live setting to me it's more about the music that people can listen to on an everyday basis yeah like something that i can have in my pocket like and that's what i love about the the stuff that you have on spotify is like especially like wave like i know you don't like it and you know all of them it just sounds like you like i've seen you a couple of times in person like i've seen your shows and it's a fucking experience man like it's (laughs) unlike anything else dude definitely thank you yeah absolutely Um, bro you're one of my favorites i've told you that before <laughs> I, I appreciate it um you know, you know like the all those the songs that i like that i have like the envisionment is like you'll be able to listen to it on an everyday basis or like most of it but at the same time when you listen to it on a live setting it's gonna like blow you like blow you away at the same time like you're like you can almost like hear the song in a different way yeah seeing it live because that's that's one thing to me that stood out so much the music is like you listen to a song on your <clears throat> your ipod your iphone your speakers in your car or whatever and you're like oh this song is dope like i could listen to this all the time and then it's like you hear this that song live and you're like holy shit like i have a whole new appreciation for this song yeah. because this is sick live in, an, in a live atmosphere oh, and so like that's really something bro. i want to push for at the same time yeah like whenever fucking uh i saw liquid stranger at backwoods and he released the dragon hawks all over me bro and i was fucking i was literally on nick rose's shoulders tripping nutsack bro like 
And so it's like I'm on top of I'm on top of Nick, and like we're like swaying back and forth, and like I was, it, it's it was just a lot, bro. It was I'd never seen no shit like that. I'd heard dragon hawks before, but I never had it blasted in my face while I'm in that setting and stuff, dude. It's it's totally different. Oh yeah, yeah, it really is. And you know, <laughs> I I I love that about live music. I mean, any any genre of music it doesn't have to be just electronic music. Mm. It sounds. It, the way that listening to it live on a huge sound system like that is just it's an, another experience in the it's world totally that different you thing. can't explain yeah. yeah that's what like and i mean it's it's the same thing akin to like watching baseball on tv and then you go to a game it's a totally different experience like you see nascar on tv sucks ass yeah. but you go to a fucking a race which i ha- it's it's awesome exactly. so much better in person these things and like i mean music is one thing like you can just have it in your pocket and listen to it, but like to fully experience it in person like that is so choice, dude. And I'm I'm a person about experiences. Like <clears throat> experiences mean a lot to me. I'd rather, you know, go instead of going to the beach and sitting there for seven days. I'd rather go hike in in the mountains, you know, and go do something like that. That's more like of an experience than just sit on the beach, you know. I, that's yeah. just me. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, and that's kind of that's where I'm at too as well, but. Yeah. So I do want to ask. I, I I was I was wondering about this earlier. So you were talking about the the videography part of it. So mm-hmm. when did that start, and is it still a thing? Or video side? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really video myself, unfortunately. I <laughs> I don't. I'm not cut out for a vlog, like a vlog style. I don't think I would want to do a vlog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe, but my idea of a vlog would mean I would need a lot of money. I love like car vlogs and exotic cars I, that's like one thing I watch on instead of TV I, I have a bunch of YouTube channels I watch and follow I've yeah. always done that it's kind of funny but uh, I definitely have a curated idea about if I did like a music video or if I wanted to do um, if I need like footage of myself or promotional stuff I'm pretty good about understanding social media and how it works and so yeah. I definitely uh, will invest if as not as much right now, but I would definitely start investing a lot more here soon into like getting more B-roll for my social medias and stuff. Oh, so right I've gotten on. some of it racked up, but I need to invest in a lot more. So I've been working with a I have a, a videographer that I'm going to work with for a couple of future events here soon. So very cool, yeah. So it's something you you kind of need to outsource because you need to focus on your side of it now. Yeah. But you were saying you make the, um, like, you're making the visuals for your your songs, right? Yeah, so that kind of stemmed from my YouTube channel as a kid, from the paintball side of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was making, like, intros back then with Cinema 4D, this uh, 3D program. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, I was like, you know, I used to do that back then when I was, like, 14. Imagine how easy it will be for me to pick up now yeah so i i redownloaded a program uh cinema 4d again and uh realized that i needed a lot more external plugins <clears throat> that i just didn't want to invest in so yeah. i found blender which is this free 3d program online that you can like any of us can download yeah. and just go to town with it and i started that in january this year and it's super easy Hell yeah, I, I say super easy, it's super complex, but it's super <laughs> easy because at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like something the, that you know how to do, but, you know. 
yeah i mean there's a lot of additional things that can help like that you can invest in like the coloring and swatches of like different textures of things it's like the way to make those i that doesn't make sense it, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. it's, I'm, I, I still like don't if, get it to this day. If anybody knows what you're talking about, then they got it, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you use Blender, you would, you'll would you definitely understand. Yeah, because uh, it just flew right over could, my head, but I'm with it. You can buy, <laughs> the, th- the thing is, is you can buy swatches and, and textures online. And so I, I'm doing that, I was able to understand it a little bit better. And with YouTube videos, the making like more complex like struct, um, textures on like um, different trees you know whatever it might be and so got to learn how to do that and started really like secretly putting together a bunch of visuals that i started i actually got to debut them on sound sanctuary last month nice uh, yeah and whatnot so that was really cool Mm -hmm. to get those done i but i only have like 15 frames at the moment or 15 different visuals so you need about 55 to do a full hour Gotcha. I was about and to ask, like, how much how much time does that actually I, equal? I think it's about fifty five. I need to sit down with a, a visual artist because um, I'm going to start investing not only like me making visuals uh, as much as I want to make all my own visuals. I have to invest in somebody else. Yeah, if you want to focus on the music and stuff, you know, you can't be doing yeah. everything. Yeah, and and visuals aren't cheap because no. these artists that they work on them. For hours on end like yeah. and so like i and i respect that and it's just a money thing because like i'm not gonna go and pay for something that's not up to the level of what i want yeah and so so you um, have to you have to put in the money to make it you know yeah and that's coming uh here real soon i mean i've got enough of stock from that I've been given, thankfully, from a particular a couple of particular vi- visual uh, VJs. It's not their own work, but it's stuff that they've acquired over time that they thought would fit my thing. And so I've got something for now to go with my visuals. And of course, it also leaves plenty of room for whoever is the visual artist to have their own creativity at the moment. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of how the visual side is going at the moment. I'm excited to see where it can go because I have an idea of how I want it to be. It's just it's it's a money thing at this point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's fucking that's so crazy, dude. Like I, I I'm about to I'm about to do the screen share with you and I just want to go to your um uh, let me go back to no entire screen, so let's go back there. Share that. Sorry guys, we're getting really meta with you here. While I try and figure this shit out. <laughs> Because uh, this is my first time actually doing this part on this. So let's go. I, I want to pull up Spotify, and I'd like to just kind of check out your um, your page on here. And this is mostly for, like, the video, but if you <clears throat> wouldn't mind if I can play a little section of your stuff just for Absolutely. the people here. And my shit is just running super slow as well, so that's really cool. I love that. Oh, I got fucking what is that Mac Miller? I got Surf on right now. Oh, that's a good one right there. That's actually one of the songs that I put uh, OC to sleep with. She fucking loves it, dude. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Space walls came up. <laughs> that's funny. So, so if my, my... if you had to pick one, which one would you go with here? Bring me back. It's my least. Fa- it's my least popular song, and it's my favorite of the four oh, okay. i forgot about it earlier uh, 
it's I made I released this back in January or February this year mm. and it didn't get a lot of plays on SoundCloud or Spotify. However, I feel like it was one of my favorite songs. It might not be completely like correct correct per se but like I, I don't know it has the most meaning to me yeah it's Milky Way would be like a very close second on that one yeah. I really like both of the songs um, and that since I just haven't played either of them in a while Milky Way is a really slow song mm-hmm. and bring me back I didn't think about mixing it in the sense of like playing it live so it's a kind of hard song to play live yeah and so this is a song that you produced completely from start to finish the, 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 yeah, the vocals aren't my uh, obviously not me, but right. yeah, I completely did this by myself. Okay, I didn't, and I mastered it myself as well. Which all the other songs have been mastered by somebody else, but this uh, one. Oh, I take it back. I mastered uh, Liquid World as well. Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay, so you're you're, you're a master. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's check out this. Uh, bring me back real quick. And yeah, we can talk about it throughout if you're if you're feeling it. That definitely, I can't hear it on my side. Oh, for real? No. Damn it. Okay, well it looks like it's just for us. <laughs> <laughs> you can kinda see where it's at though, I guess, right? Let me pull this up full screen so we can see this picture. So bring me back. Oh, I'll wait. Let you know kind of my idea. On it. <laughs> Do you know where the drops and stuff are just by the time? No, off the top of my head, no. Oh, okay. Sounds like we're building right now. singing right now. I have no idea. It's a it's a sample off of a website called Slides. So you can get a lot of samples like vocal samples, different drum samples, different things like that. It's kind of like a a lot of artists use it throughout okay. all genres. Uh, but they're all royalty free like vocal things like that. So stuff that you can use. The vocals have probably been used a thousand times. Yeah. Know, <laughs> oh Yeah, it's going down right now, dude. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I thought we were in the drop, and then it dropped. (laughs) It's the second drop, are you on? Aren't you? Uh, where am I at right now? Hold on. So I'm at... 
Uh, I'm at three minutes, so I think we are at the second drop down. Alright, I'm not gonna let you guys hear the entire song because I want you to go look up uh, Bring Me Back by Space Base on Spotify and SoundCloud as well. Yep. Nice. SoundCloud or Spotify. Definitely trying to get my Spotify listeners up. My SoundCloud has a lot more active plays. Like, I should actually pass my total amount of plays from last year tomorrow on SoundCloud. That's so I did dope. 30, I had 30,000 plays last year, and so I should pass that to like today or tomorrow. Oh, that's big. That's a, that's pretty big numbers actually. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. And that was only with two songs and like two mixes released last year, and I've only released three songs this year. Yeah. Well, actually, I've technically passed that number cuz it doesn't have my collab numbers right now, so hey, we're there or the label released included in there so i technically have already passed it so my boy okay yeah so you're building over here dude i love it dude that got me all Uh, amped up dude i fucking dude that was nice man i'm glad we did that (laughs) that that i I know i would that way i kind of knew where kind of know where you guys were at in it um (laughs) the that song had a lot of meaning in it because it kind of was when I originally was writing the idea, I was kind of thinking back to when I went to a con and everything, and the whole idea to me, and the the lyrics kind of follow it, but kind of don't, was bring bring me back to, like, reality. Like, not only did my girlfriend help that, but, like, the whole situation, like, bring me back to, like, being normal and feeling right and feeling like... I kind of being you worth. again, you know? <clears throat> yeah, and definitely the lyrics kind of follow that gist, but like that's kind of the whole idea that I had going into it and it kind of evolved into what it is now. So yeah, that's a dope song, bro. Yeah. Thank you, dude. I love your sound. It's so like, it's so wonky, but also, I don't know. It feels really clean and crisp at the same time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's good shit, man. Yeah. I really fuck with that, bro. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to bring that to the people right now. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought it to the people, man. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've kind of covered, you know, as far as, like, kind of the build here for the most part. So just over the last couple of years, like, what have you been doing and, like, what like what, what has been the direction for uh, Space Base here lately? You know, I keep learning right now. Uh, I've spent last year, like, just writing tracks over and over again whether they were good or not and my idea was i write 20 songs last year I put my goal at 20 for the year and I ended up doing I think 18 or 19 so I didn't quite get my goal by the end of the year Man, uh, and I probably I really probably would have but I focused so much at the end of the year on putting this mix together that I spent a whole month and a half of not really like refining what I had instead of like writing something new. Gotcha. So I probably would have, but I was trying to do something cool, and I, I kind of. Well, does that. the mix count as the nineteenth or twentieth? No, because I want it to be like an actual song that I could release. Because uh. Spotify won't take mixes, and you can't monetize stuff like that. Yeah. Not that that matters, but. It, it was, I mean, it yeah, helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so. So you were playing I, I shows last year, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I was playing shows like crazy. Yeah, uh, how many, like, uh, so, I don't, like, so how, I mean, how many or, like, where were you doing them, and, like, what were your biggest, like, what? What's um, 
mainly in Arkansas last year, but I got all my first out of, like, I got my first out-of-state show, my first big booking, like, opening for artists. Yeah. Uh, f- first big music festival appearance. Wait, which one was that? Uh, technically, it would be Dance Fest for me. Yeah. I won the, I've one actually full, came full circle and ended up winning the Road to Dance Fest. What? Not this, not this year, but the year before. Yeah. <laughs> and so I full circle came back and won it up here in Fayetteville. So you, you lost. So you came in dead last the first time you said right. Dead last or next to last? Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> one of the two still, mm-hmm. and then came back and ended up winning it here in Fayetteville. Fuck and yes, everybody yeah. voted for me, so that was cool. And then um, so I'd say dance fest. That was probably the big thing. I mean, the first big show I opened for Mystic Grizzly in Tulsa. Which was really cool at a venue that's not it. It's no longer there. Uh-huh. And then I got to play in Kansas for my first time. Kansas City. I played at George's, which is the biggest, like Place pretty much the fit. main venue. Yeah, in Arkansas. Well, they're it's expanding now, thankfully here. But that was kind of the place to go for concert, like electronic. Yeah. I think I opened for like artists like as direct support like three or four times last year there, nice. which is really cool. Uh, almost to the point where it was too many times, in my opinion. Yeah. Because <laughs> as the the year was going, I was starting to think about it. I was like, man, I'm just like oversaturating myself in this this area. It'd be different if I'm traveling to all these different states and playing, but unfortunately, I'm just playing a lot of like regional shows, generally like Arkansas based kind of deal. And you know, like they're a big part of my crowd, but they're not my main that's not the main people that listen to my music is people from Arkansas that's the funny thing like really? I get way more people in Dallas California Colorado Chicago that view my music like way more like that's where all my plays come from yeah uh and two I just didn't want to be known as a local DJ like that's not what I want to do like I, I that's what no you're offense to anybody wants to do it's like that's not where I want to end up mm-hmm. and Every bigger artist has told me, like, you have to stop taking, like, all these local shows. Like, that's the one piece of advice I got told. And it makes sense. So, kind of slowed that down. You know, be more picky with it and be able to provide a more unique experience that is sought after. And that's ultimately what you want is, like, people to want to see you play live. It's not, oh, Oh, they can see you another weekend at George's or whatever. Exactly. So. So I'll I've have to, to go of, to OKC or something, or maybe up to like Kansas City, or maybe even have to fly out somewhere. You know, like have to really put in some work to go see you. Yeah. So, and I feel like it's you know been for a good, and I, people in the local scene understand it and stuff, and all support me for that, and it's awesome to see all the homies, you know, still give me as much love, and they had like I stopped kind of going out this year, like I don't party hardly at all. Unless it's <clears throat> like a big show from one of the homies, like they're opening at George's, like I'll try my best to go out and support them at something like that or why not, you know, try to do my best to be still a part of the community without being there all the time. Yeah, for sure. Sense. Yeah. And it's hard because I've slowly kind of developed my, in my way into where I'm, I'm a hermit. I don't like leaving home anymore. Like yeah. I like staying on my computer and making music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It, sometimes, sometimes you gotta get out crazy. there in the shit, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You definitely do. So, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's dope, dude. So, like, uh, so you you had your first couple of, like out out of state shows, your first festival, or well, so your first like bigger festival, I guess. And then, so what is what's the plan from here? So what, like, do you um, have shows coming up or? I've got a couple. So I'm opening for a good homie, Dalton Richmond. Uh, we're going to be playing at Georgia's this weekend. Is that his so that'll be real my... name or is it DJ name? Both. What? That's what's <laughs> yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> so his old, I have think what happened was his old DJ name guy, like somebody hit him with like a cease and desist because they copyrighted it. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Man, sorry. I've got this horrible cough. <laughs> You're good, bro. Yeah. We're all smokers. Oh, here. <laughs> for real. <laughs> And so he ended up having to stay with that name, if that's what I remember. He just ended up picking his own, his normal name, ran with it. I wish I had name. a cool name like that. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but I think that's my. This will be my first time playing in Fayetteville. I want to say all year, really? but I might be wrong. We're coming up. On oh the no, end no, of no, year, no! I really? take that back. I take that back. I I played the first show back at Georgia's this year. Oh, nice. So I I haven't played it in Fayetteville since the start of the year. I've oh. played in Arkansas, but I haven't played in Fayetteville in particular. Mm-hmm. And I find well, when I play in Fayetteville, it brings a lot more people than if I'm like 30 minutes up the road. It's weird, but yeah, no, that's definitely a thing, dude. Yeah, if any, if they had to put in like they had to go somewhere yeah. that's not right around the corner, you know. Nobody likes drinking and driving, so it, it is what it is. That's a huge part of it. <laughs> Um, I'm stoked for that. I oh. definitely will have that. Wait, so where was that you said? It's going to be at George's Majestic nice. Lounge. What days? So, you know? Uh, Sunday. Sun- this It'll Sunday? The, yeah, it's this Sunday. We did a really late promotion on it. He hit me up, I think, while I was in Oklahoma, when Dallas was you. And oh, shit. To play. So it's, it's kind of sucks that it's this Soon, but hey, it is what it is. Damn, this this episode isn't even gonna air by then, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, d- hey, it is what so it is. This time he has just played at George's over in, in Fayetteville right. on the, on Sunday. <laughs> this is probably Tuesday. Uh, what like the thirtieth? Probably I would say. So you're playing like the twenty yeah. eighth over there. 28th, and then yeah. after that, what do you got going on? Um, I'll be back at Dance Fest this year, so instead of winning a competition, I got booked from them this year, actually, to just play. Nice. Like, they reached out to me, so Dance Fest is the start of September. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be at Wakon this year, not playing, but... Yeah, you're you going know, to they, Wakon, yeah. If they actually, somebody somehow sneaks in a sound camp, you know, I'm, you never know, I might throw Oh, they down. always do, bro. I remember, uh, I remember Clado's sound camp at fucking, uh... At Backwoods? At Backwoods, bro. Oh, my God. Whenever everything got shut down and they set everything up out in the parking lot or, like, in the in the tents, bro, that was a vibe, bro. Yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll see. Wakanda is really strict about sound camps because really? Liquor Strange is, like, super does not want that. Really? Cause he wants people to focus on the music he's providing instead mm. of uh, other people coming in. So, uh, who knows, but... Yeah. The... For actual shows, I'm playing there's that, and that's the only thing that I've announced. I think. Yeah. I want to say at the moment, I have some <laughs> other things like that I you can't really talk about, buck- right? Yeah, I've got a, I have a couple bucket list things coming up that are going to be insane. 
yeah. so that I get to, I can't wait to announce. So that's going to be really cool. <clears throat> I mean, I got some if, you, if you can drop anything on here, I mean, we don't have like that many viewers and shit, you know, so like <laughs> uh-huh. unless it's like copyright not, or anything like that, you know. I'm just not trying to get kicked off these festivals lineups. <laughs> oh, dope. Okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, fuck it. We won't that, talk that, about it. That's as close as that's as much as you get to know. But yeah. there's a, <laughs> I get I get to play at a venue that I've all I've. It's gonna be a full circle kind of moment. Well, that's what's up, dude. Okay, so if you want to know more, all you're gonna have to do is go follow my boy Space Space, and that's at Space Space Official on uh, Instagram, right? Yep. Do you have a website up or anything? No, but if you click on my profile, there should there will be a link tree on in my links, and you can access Facebook, so all my socials via that. Nice. And it'll have my SoundCloud, Spotify, easy access to everything. So. And merchandise coming soon. <clears throat> That's one thing I've been working on too is trying to design some new fall merch as well. So hopefully we can get that the ball rolling on that ASAP. Yeah, well I remember I still wear that fucking uh, that shirt that you got me. It's it's time to do another round. Yeah. I need to do I need hoodies. Um we're trying to get Definitely hoodies gonna going. need hoodies, bro. Yeah. Beanie, uh, beanies, hats. I've just the trial and error finding because I have a very specific idea for these hats. Uh-huh. If I can get the find the right hat because I I want something with a pattern on the bill, kind of like this Grizz hat. Oh, that one has a pattern on it. I'm trying to do a space pattern on the on the bill, top and bottom. Nice. It's just a matter of finding this hat, and I've gotten some, Making but it's not sure on top and bottom. It doesn't cost like fucking eighty dollars for a hat. Like I. Yes and no. Like, if it's going to be good quality, I don't mind charging more. If people will understand, it's going to be better quality. So Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, Cause like yeah. If you can the, do everything you want with it and it's a good hat, then yeah. Yeah, and same with all of the stuff. Like, I know what being, like, hoodie, I've already narrowed, secured the hoodie, the actual, like, hoodie brand and everything that I'm going to use and then stuff. So it's just a matter of getting it all made because the last people I sent the artwork off to last year, they never made my samples, so I was pissed. What? Yeah. I mean, I stayed on top of them, and they still never made it, so I'm just, whatever. Yeah, uh, no, I've hey, run into that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their fault. It wasn't their fault. They're a smaller company, and they were growing like crazy. So I can't blame them, because I was a, a very small fish in their pond. But, but I mean, damn, it, bro. Like, uh, it'd be cool, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> All uh, right, so we have... Couple of shows coming up. You're gonna be at George's on Sunday, which uh, this will this won't air by then. But uh, so you will have been at George's then, and then you have a couple of other shows coming up. Get at uh, at Space Space Official. Check out the link tree to find everything that you could possibly want. There's gonna be some merch coming out. He's gonna have shows going on, bro. And just check out all the stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud, dude. Like. Yeah, my yeah. debut EP will be coming out this year at the end of the year. I'll have a bunch of new music starting to drop soon. So nice. Do you have any dates on that, or um, you should be looking at like I don't have an exact date for this next song, but it should be like September twenty seventh, the thirtieth, somewhere. Yeah, you know what? We'll tell people right now that we're gonna force this to happen. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Ooh. So it'll be a Wednesday or a Friday? It's the question. Ooh. For music, maybe a Friday. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I might do it Wednesday this time because I'm trying different things for analytics. Oh, like, just uh, play with it and see what goes on. Yeah. 
see what uh, Fridays are great, but sometimes Fridays get oversaturated because all the other artists are posting. Everybody's doing it on Friday, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to try Wednesday the 28th this time. Okay, September 28th. My next track track coming out. Nope, just one song. EP will be in December. I don't even know what EP means, so I don't know why the fuck I said that. (laughs) Oh, EP is like a shorter album, so it's usually like anywhere from like most like hip-hop artists and other genres do like six songs is what they call like a half album or ep Mm. um like people are doing smaller ones now like two to three songs this will be three or four songs i haven't decided on the fourth song yet oh wow okay yeah so there's gonna be a nice little drop because i mean on spotify you only have what a couple you only have like four or five four is it now yeah as, if all goes well, the plan is to have a song every month from September, October, November, and then drop my EP leading up to it. That's so. what's up. Okay, so we're about to have a lot of new Space Base out. I'm super here for it, bro, and I cannot wait for you to come down to Dallas to get some shows going on, bro. As soon as that happens, yeah. I'm there, bro. Definitely. Yeah. We had something that was supposed to happen in San Antonio this year, but it fell through at the end of the in, in June, so oh, it happens, but... yeah. Well, there will be plenty more. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, bro, and I think we've gone through a lot of it, dude. I think we're definitely going to have to have you back on once we get a little bit further down the road, get a little bit more music to talk about, a little bit more experiences, you know. And Absolutely. Back, I mean, even I'm definitely down because who knows, even in a whole year where this could go, I'm super grateful for the support everybody's given me so far. <clears throat> and great words because i mean without you guys it wouldn't be possible yeah. to even be where i'm at now so like i give all my thanks to everybody that supported me this far in this journey yeah that's awesome dude i love that dude because i that's how it felt whenever i went to your shows it felt like you were connecting with us at the same time like you were playing off of us you know so it was always a good time seeing you play, man. And it's I love your music, and I'm so ready to have more, and I'm so ready to see some more shows, bro. Same, same. Yeah. It's just due time. Yeah, absolutely. You put in your work. I'll put in my work over here on this end. We'll both meet back up whenever we're full professionals, and we'll fucking we'll get the thing going, bro. Man, you've been putting in the work, and I like props to you on everything you've been doing because, like, what you do is a whole job and a half itself, it seems like, because yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. It's and at it's, least another half a job, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I, like, watch how much time and effort you put into it and props to you. I know I haven't gotten to really say that to you, but, like, man, you've, it's, it's really impressive and I awesome what that, you're doing. Yeah. Well, I'm so, dude, I'm so glad that I could have you on, bro. And the next one, we're doing it in person. That's happening, bro. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. After a to. show, maybe we'll hit a green room or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so down. We gotta still kind of do that one concept after a concert one. Oh, definitely, dude. The original Life of Detours idea, bro. Yeah. We might have to maybe look at a little insert down the road of something like that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Bet. Yeah. We'll we'll get in touch. I'll get in touch with your people. You can get in touch with my people, which is me. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Just me. So. Just me. Okay. So we'll talk about it and we'll figure it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, before we hop off, I guess I'll uh, just say fucking thank you to uh, all of you guys for fucking hanging out with us, and I do want to do a little shout-out to uh, the Dino Company. is uh, my first sponsor on the podcast, and uh, to Lady Kristen, who's been taking care of the baby and fucking just being the coolest that she's ever been, bro, and, like, 
It's everybody that's out here supporting me, man. And and you, just out here fucking making music, making people's lives better, bro. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. So we'll hop off here, and we'll talk a little bit, and then uh, I'll let you go to bed, bro. Hey, I appreciate it. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, bro. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. <laughs> See you.